0: So <laughs> Welcome to the Switch RPG Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Gio, and I'm joined by just Johnny. Yo. Here he is. Uh, And he's he's been traveling a little I've bit. I've been traveling, You've yeah. You've been traveling. Out and about. Out and about. All right. If This is the first time you listen to the show from Switch RPG, where we bring you the latest in the world of RPGs on the Nintendo Switch. This week, we're talking about our Switch RPG Awards. We have our own list here. Yes, we do. It took us... Quite a while, a lot of arguing, fist fights, <laughs> blood, crying—mostly yeah. by me, but that's okay. No, we,
1: I was crying too. All
0: right, well, we made up our own definitive list. Uh, but sacrifices we're, were made. Many, yes, there were many sacrifices <laughs> many made. Sacrifices. Now we also have our list going up on the website switchrpg.com, along with some Twitter polls that the uh, that the peoples can vote on. So yep. they have their influence as well, just uh, like the game awards. Well, <laughs> have you been voting for that? I voted. I, you know, how many fake? I mean, y- y- yes, I, yes, I voted for yeah. that. I, I did, did not make any fake accounts.
1: Did you see what today's results are? Today is day three.
0: Day three, and it's
1: just down to like the the remaining four. Okay. It's uh, what is this? Death Stranding last. Oh boy. Uh, followed by Smash, second to last. Okay. But double the, I think it's like double the percentile All as right. Death Stranding. Then it's. A question of one of the following at number one, which is Fire Emblem and Star Wars. The two okay. games that weren't nominated. At all. And they're the two number
0: ones. You know, you got to wonder how much of it is kind of like just a little bit of backlash. But guess,
1: guess which one is
0: number one? Would it be Fire Emblem? Or if, no, it's Star Wars. I did see it. Is it Star Wars? You did not see it because it is Fire Emblem. Oh, you, you almost had me. I thought it was. Uh, maybe they've been <laughs> sw- switching positions. There, uh, Are they that close?
1: They're not that close. Okay. Uh, when I last looked, uh, I believe Fire Emblem was like eight or nine percent higher. Oh wow! Okay. Or maybe five percent. It was like it wasn't within one or two percent. Sure. That much I know.
0: Well, I think, yeah. like I said, I think a lot of it is sort of the backlash, but you know, whatever.
1: Deservedly. I'll, it does deservedly. D- it
0: deserves to be on the list, whether or not it wins. That's totally another thing. But it definitely deserves to be on that game of the year.
1: Absolutely, talk. Smash is going to win it. But Fire Emblem Says deserves you. to be on that list. Sure,
0: sure. It definitely like I said, it definitely deserves to yeah. be to be there. Um so yes, don't forget to join our uh Discord, uh, discord.switchrpg.com, as well as take a follow us on Twitter, switch at switchrpg. We got merch, we got Patreon. and speaking of patrons, we have to give a shout out to Hedge Knight Mike, Sprinklins, DJ Atkins. Eat that meat, drop that beat. Michael C and the Sequel Violas. We're gonna call them Sequel Violas because that's that's all we got. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um so yeah, um what uh, actually what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over what I'm playing because I know you have a little bit of a story to go along with what you've been playing Mm -hmm. a little bit of a side quest a lot of very much a side quest so (laughs) uh for me i've been doing a lot of the children of morta divinity original sin 2 so not much has changed on that aspect but i did add two new games to my roster uh one of which is uh trials of mana so i have the i recently got the collection of mana Uh -uh. and i've been really psyched really pumped up for this new one that's coming out the the remake the remake of trials of mana and i'm like, all right. I got to get really intimate with some of these characters. You know, they keep coming out with these characters' trailers and and whatnot. So I started playing Trials of Mana. It's pretty good. I actually like it. Yeah. And I never never played it, and the reason why I never got to play it, because it never really came to us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So it's finally here. Finally get to play it. And it doesn't really beat out my secret of mana. I really absolutely, that's one of my all-time favorites, I think.
1: Uh, Does it? Does it suffer from the combat slowdown that Secret of Mana had?
0: You mean later in the game?
1: Nah, it happens very early in the game, especially when you're charging up your weapon. Um,
0: um there's a little bit of that. Uh, yeah, there's a little bit of that. You gotta remember this is an older an older game. Uh there weren't many um quality of life fixes in these. They're they're more direct. Wow. Ports.
1: Well, that doesn't it that doesn't excuse it. I mean there's been plenty of Super Nintendo games that run with very awesome frame rates and sure. don't have those slowdowns. Okay.
0: Well um you're talking after an enemy is just uh destroyed or you're talking during the
1: It depends. Usually usually I think it's like in some areas where there's more than like three enemies okay. along with your three party
0: members. If it's that if that's what you're talking I don't see any of that. No slowdown? No. No slowdown. On Trials super. versus Trials. You know what I'm talking about. It's OG, Secret though, right? Yeah, in the OG Secret. Yeah. I don't know if it's in the Collection of Mana. Okay. Because I haven't played it in the Collection of Mana. Yep. But right. yeah, I know what you're talking about in the in the cartridge yeah. <laughs> version.
1: It's just, it's a slight annoyance. It happens a lot in just old school games, especially NES games.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot going on. It's kind of a slow motion yeah. type yeah. of effect. Uh, uh, not on purpose effect, yeah. but
1: it almost I can't remember if it ever happened on any of the n e s like Mario games the Mario mm. games from what I remember, they all ran like really well,
0: yeah, well, I don't know if you have that much stuff going on in some of those Mario games, Mario three had a lot of stuff that had that angry sun <laughs>
1: charging after you, man, that was some graphics right there,
0: um <laughs> well, yeah, no I. It, it definitely doesn't happen yeah. in Trials of Mana. Not that I recall. Now that you mention it, I'll probably notice it everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but I don't recall it. It didn't affect the way I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, also, I am playing oh, uh, Star Ocean First Departure R. Uh, this is a game we mentioned last week as coming out soon. I got it. I actually really like it. And you're playing it on Switch? I am playing it on the Switch, yes. Because it and also
1: came out on PS4. PS4,
0: or yeah. It's
1: coming out on PS4.
0: Uh, I think it, all, it it did come out on PS4. Same what? day.
1: Wait, wait, wait. So, oh, yeah. Sorry. Wait, wait, wait.
0: Yep. So same day release. But either way, I'm playing it. I don't have a PS4. If you want to l- lend me one forever, I'll be your best friend. I'm
1: good, man. I mean, why, at this <laughs> point, if you don't have one, why jump in? Because nah, there's a the new console coming uh, out.
0: Eventually. Maybe that's when I'll jump into the PS4 when there's like no one wants it.
1: I am looking forward to the day when the PS5 comes out, and then I can get all the good PS4 games at dirt cheap. Dirt price. cheap, yeah. That
0: oh, was cool. that was the time to get in when Xbox One, because I started collecting a lot of the older Xbox 360 games and whatnot. But anyway, Star Ocean: uh, First Departure R is really fun, really exciting. Um, again, it's kind of really old. It is very old. Even for a remake, it's, it's still old because it was a PSP game. Yeah, it's a PSP uh, port over. Um, it looks a little, maybe a little bit better, uh, but not by much. PSP, yeah. I mean, didn't look that bad in my opinion. PSP looked pretty decent. It,
1: it looks very similar to, I think it's Final Fantasy six or five that they kind of like, Gave a th- semi 3D update. Yeah, it, uh, to like yeah. remake update on the yeah,
0: a, DS the, or 3DS. There's a little bit of uh, some uh, up-resing uh, in this. I, I think for uh, the PSP version does have the widescreen, right?
1: Um, not sure about that, but it it has. Um, what I'm talking about is it has like the l- primitive 3D. Background oh, environment. Yes, yes, right? Yes, 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 yes. It's,
0: like, low poly. Yep. You can count, yeah, like, the number of poly in, the, in, in the, one hand. Yeah, in the overworld, you, you'll notice that. Yeah. So, when yeah. you're traversing from town to town or town to dungeon or yeah. whatever, yeah, you, you'll you'll see the low yeah. poly kind of generic kind of sprite in the middle. You turn it, and it looks kind of...
1: Yeah, and, and that stuff wasn't on the original game. The original game was on Super Nintendo. So, yeah, yeah. clearly, they added those in for the sure. remake, Yep. and because it was on PSP... You know, they didn't they didn't do so yeah. well.
0: I mean I, I really wasn't um I didn't know what to expect when when playing. Yeah. Um but it's it's pretty fun.
1: It's an action combat system, like the mana series. Yep. Does it slow down?
0: No. Um, it only slows down when when you kill an enemy, but that's it's done on purpose, stylistic. Yeah, it's done on purpose. Um, I I think uh, myself and Meatball uh, Ben Meatball Sub um, on the site we tweeted out some things where at the end our characters kind of jumped on top of each other. It was kind of like this acrobatic thing. It looked pretty funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, that's a stylistic thing that they are you they playing
1: with do. the. Uh... With the Japanese uh, voice acting, or no, the no, English?
0: there is there is that option. You can play with um, newly animated characters, or or you can play as the old ones. I generally don't go for the Japanese yep. um, voice voiceover, um, more of the English, because I just wanted to. I really wanted to get the story, um, and me with reading, as you can tell, reading is not my forte. Um, but um, I, I prefer the story kind of told to me.
1: Now, I could be pulling this right out of my... uh, But I believe this game on the Super Nintendo, which never released in the States, uh, or probably in the Western area, Mm -hmm. um, the original Super Nintendo one, uh, I believe it predates Tales of Phantasia. And this game was made by Namco. Yep. And Namco made Tales... And the first Tales game was this, is was Tales this game? of Fantasia.
0: I'm sorry to was on Super Nintendo? Nintendo. Was it made by Namco or was it a Square Enix or a Square?
1: Uh, Namco.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: I can double check that in a bit. Someone's but, excited out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or it could have been developers that eventually left Namco and got purchased by Square. Maybe okay. maybe that is what happened. But um, because when you look at this game, you can very clearly tell, especially when the uh, characters are calling out their moves, the oh, names yeah. of their moves, yep. and, like, screaming out in combat, that is a Tails thing. <laughs> you, that is, like, in every Tails game ever, where they're, like, uh, voicing up their, the names of their abilities that they're using, screaming sure. at the top of their lungs, you know, flare tornado and whatnot.
0: I will tell you, that is the most obnoxious aspect of this game well that i you heard could it not turn off
1: i heard it in in the trailers and whatnot the english part of it mm. it is obnoxious and awful because they put no gusto into it whatsoever <laughs> there's like nothing there there it's like like the most bad mediocre voice acting probably because no. it was the voice acting for the psp Version.
0: No, I, I think the well, the English voice acting, I believe, yeah. is all new.
1: That's that's what I'm talking about. They yeah. added that for the yeah, PSP yeah. version. So if you switch to the uh, Japanese voice acting, or I think they have the original uh, Super Nintendo vo- voice tracks as well. Okay. If you go to that, uh, you'll probably get that gusto because if you ever played Tales of Fantasia, or Tales of Destiny, especially. Oh my goodness, that has some of the the best combat callouts. In, in pretty much games, it's just awesome. like Stan, the man Elron, he will scream at the top of his lungs when he's doing like a flare tornado or sure. a, or a demon fang or whatever it is. It's just amazing.
0: In Star Ocean, it is absolutely. Obnoxious.
1: I never got a hold of it.
0: Okay. Well, in, um, I've actually found a way around it where you can st- set your tactics in Star Ocean to where they just attack everything where you can, or attack defensively, attack an ally. Uh, the way I've done it is attack without using, I think it's called an arts, yep. uh, basically those callouts.
1: Arts are... Pretty much your your special attacks yeah. in this game, which is also your special attacks in Tails. Like I'm telling you, I think the developers of that series uh, went to Namco and started the Tails games.
0: It's a po- it's definitely a possibility. I don't. I wouldn't. I don't and know.
1: Probably the Star Ocean name or franchise got bought by the Square people or whoever. That's mm-hmm. probably what happened. Yeah. But anyway, continue.
0: Yeah, no, we'd have to look at it. But yeah, what I ended up doing is just absolutely changing the tactics. I'm like, all right, I don't want you guys to, number one, I don't want them to use all their MP and use up all their arts. I don't want to have to hear this every time we get into a battle. (laughs) So
1: (laughs) So just tell them just regular attack. Just regular attack.
0: And and I think they use it sparingly or something. Uh, They don't use it as often, which is freaking great. Because otherwise, they're just screaming constantly.
1: Change it. Change it to Japanese. Try that for a bit. And then if it still annoys you.
0: I mean, when you have four characters screaming all different stuff at the same time. Every single battle, random encounter, mind you. Yeah, so yeah. it happens a lot. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Nope. Tales of Destiny,
1: man. You should play that.
0: I should play it. There's, it's, it's there's a lot of games I should play. Yeah.
1: Tales of Destiny is like, that was like one of the best Tales games out there. Okay. It's really good.
0: I'll, I'll have to give a look. Give you can a skip look-see. Fantasia, though. All right. I'll skip Fantasia. <laughs> Tales, of, uh, Tales of Destiny, right? Destiny, yeah. Okay. Very good. So that's basically what I'm playing.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to eventually playing Star Ocean First Departure R mm-hmm. at some
0: point. Cool, cool. What are you playing?
1: Uh, more Fire Emblem. Again. And, uh, yeah, again, I'm like 145 plus hours into that game.
0: You know, there is an ending There in that is game. an ending, yes. I think, because so, I've seen it. Crazy One of stuff. Them anyway. It
1: just keeps happening. It's awesome. I'm, I'm at the, like, Tail end of it, uh, I just beat the mission before the mission that you... The mission
0: before the mission. B-
1: before you go after the main city. Okay. I don't want to say anything else, but...
0: <laughs> okay. Just are you're, you're, you're there, basically.
1: Well, I think there's probably, like, two or three more months left okay. in the game. And then that'll be it, I think. Hopefully.
0: Will you go at another uh, school for no, school? No, no, okay
1: One playtest is more than enough. <laughs> I am good. <laughs> well, you know, I don't feel like dumping another hundred plus hours. Oh, that I, I mean, if I do do that, though, I will like turn down the difficulty as low as possible, <laughs> just to run through it. Or just you could to run just run probably it, yeah.
0: watch the someone else play it on YouTube or something, just to kind of get the gist of the other I, schools. I probably will
1: do that. I yeah. probably will like look up like um, like story, like like a story synopsis of yep. each of the other houses.
0: It's actually really interesting because because you you don't know. Did you really? look at that? I didn't. Okay. Uh, but it, you, like, you don't know the other school's motivations as, and why they're yeah. doing stuff. So this, that's really interesting.
1: I do know a bit more about the Blue House uh, or the Blue Lions because my girlfriend's play, uh, right. played through and beat that. And now she's going through Edelgard, uh, the Black Eagles. And um, as soon as I finish my story, I'm going to converse with her and she's going to continue with with. The black eagles and event between the two of us we beat the game like all the way through so it'll be i'm excited to see how things fully lay out and then at that point maybe both her and i will look at some like youtube uh compilation videos to figure Mm -hmm. out what the story is all about uh just to remind ourselves and plug up any holes the other game I've been playing is uh, Demon's Crest for whatever reason. <laughs>
0: Just whatever.
1: Just, I, been, I'm waiting for for certain updates to happen on the Super Nintendo and NES. Uh, some new games are going to be added pretty soon. We'll talk about that later. But okay. uh, in the meantime, I saw someone play through like Demon's Crest. And I watched him play it. And it looked like a Metroid Mega Man style game. So I'm like, ah, this game kind of looks good. And I'm playing it. And it's... It's actually kind of good. Yeah, hard, but it's kind of good.
0: Well, you you would mention that it's kind of like a a prequel or to Ghost it's, and Gob Super Ghosts and Goblins. Yeah, or? from
1: what I understand, it takes place in the same world. Okay. as
0: Ghost and Goblins. it well, makes sense because that game is is pretty difficult.
1: It is. Oh, this is easily like like worlds more easier. It's not world's even, more easier Yeah, world's more easier. Gotcha. I'm gonna stick gotcha. with that. It's definitely easier than, than uh Ghost and Goblin. Okay. It's also a different style game because it plays there's more exploration yeah. rather than He doesn't doing, believe it either. No, he doesn't
2: believe
1: it. <laughs> rather than like being pinpoint precision, uh, uh, platforming and memorization of of enemy patterns. Mm-hmm. That's what Ghost and Goblins right, like. Right. This one's not so much that. You still have to do platforming, but you have a fly button. That's, like, one of the big oh. things. Like, like you can jump, and you can change your direction of your jump midair. Okay. So you have more mobility just from doing that, and then you can hit the jump button again and just hover in place.
0: And just traverse the entire map.
1: You can literally do that, yeah. It's and almost like cheating. They throw some <laughs> flying enemies at you. but <laughs> Those you can are easily use, maneuverable. Yeah, you can shoot them down. You spit fireballs. so You have, like, a nice little range attack cool. with your fireballs. And then as you, like, beat certain bosses, they'll drop quest, uh, crests. That will give you, like, you turn it almost into, like, another demon, where you get, like, different abilities, and those different abilities allow you to, like, access different areas of different levels, and you can revisit old levels... And there's uh, items that you can get that are tucked away in certain hidden places. And these items can, like, increase your max health. So you're you're getting stronger. There's money. You can grab the money, go to, like, shops and buy, like, spells and buy potions. Mm -hmm. So there's, like, some very slight RPG mechanics in there. So it's... Watch your mouth. Very slight.
0: (laughs) Um, That's not that much. What else have you been doing?
1: Uh, so most of my time has been at PAX Unplugged. PAX Unplugged. PAX Unplugged.
0: Now, is PAX Unplugged uh, more than one day, or is it just...
1: Yeah, it was... So, Thursday was more so of a day for, like, um, for just setup. up. So, Thursday's not really day. It's really just Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So, okay. it was a three-day weekend. Alright. It was in Philadelphia. My first time there as well. Alright. You know, it, was, it was a very good time. I was there for demoing my board game, uh... At the Unpub, there's an Unpub section. The Unpub section is where a bunch of other game designers and developers and whatnot, they bring their sort of works in progress to have the general public playtest it. And so with the hopes that they can get really good feedback to make adjustments to the game, to improve it, uh, to see what works, what doesn't work. Uh, There's games of various stages of development, some that are far along, some that are like very, very early and rough. Uh, and the whole game, which,
0: which is weird, but like, why would you bring your game if it's that early in development to something like that?
1: It it depends on on, on the user. A
0: lot of feedback. Yeah. Potentially, yeah. your pool, your audience is is a lot greater there, right? Yeah.
1: It it really does depend. I mean, some games, in my opinion, some games that are a little bit simpler in in sort of the rules and the design, they can fluctuate a bit heavier. Regarding um, regarding how much they can change things up just from feedback. So, uh, because it's uh, some games are a bit simpler, uh, they can sort of start playing it at a very early iteration, okay. and that can cause the game to change a lot as they go through and figure out what the game truly like. They're trying to identify the soul of the game uh, through a very core mechanic, okay. and that and for those games, it it it's kind of required to to develop in that way all right uh so it really does depend on the games themselves so even though it looks early especially for those games because when you're changing things up you don't want to like have these nice printed components and art and design yeah Yeah, it's gonna be very expensive because you're changing things very rapidly Mm -hmm. so it depends
0: um but you had yourself set up there for yeah I
1: had about I can't remember how many playtest sessions it was like in between 12 and 14 playtest sessions my game's a heavy uh, game it's a fantasy war game uh, and and so the sessions were like a minimum of one hour each and some sessions were like up to three hours I think uh, and it was just a, a blast nice. to play uh, I was there <laughs> pretty much all day on Friday all day on Saturday and, you know, for the most that I could on Sunday, yeah. just just demoing it to the public and having people play. It.
0: Nice. I'm sure you got some good feedback. Uh, yeah. all around. Yeah, good
1: feedback. I mean, I only I generally ask the players that after they finish playing, I ask them for the bad stuff because uh, that's the, to me, that's the more important stuff. When the bad stuff gets fixed, when I smash all that bad stuff away, all that's left is the great and the good. Good, right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That, that's what I'm concerned about. But yeah, like, in general, the feedback's been very positive, but it's been positive for a while. Yeah, so yeah. I'm just trying to fix anything that becomes a nuance. So it's, like, polish. Okay. Even though my game's in alpha. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Now, I'm sure there'll there'll be some stuff that you kind of maybe want to implement uh, or take out, maybe some minor some of that minor stuff. Yeah,
1: it's it's balance changes and figuring out whether I should do things to further in that uh, incentivize the players to do things. Uh, like for example, players would complain that they just didn't have enough resources to participate in the really cool stuff that happens in the game so the way i would interpret that is uh during certain key events i could uh have generate one more of a certain resource within my game uh to sort of boost that those are like the things i have to pay attention to and and figure out and see if it works uh and whether it succeeds in doing what i need it to do or, or breaks, breaks the, it yeah. yeah i was actually i i was changing some of the rules on the fly from just from the play testing on friday i changed the rules and tested them out on saturday and then even midway through saturday there was like one or two other rules actually like small subtle stuff that no one would ever pay attention to it doesn't change the core mechanics of the game but it's like a numbers thing okay. i just changed like the cost of doing this Particular action is one less than what it used to be. Let's see how that plays out. Okay. Yeah.
0: Did you uh, get to play anything else other than your your own stuff, or
1: no? I didn't. I was I was you were pretty working, much working the, the whole thing. Uh, I saw other people play their games. Uh, there was this one very weird game that I can't really do a justice in describing, but essentially uh, a bunch of uh, people close their eyes and tell each other to reach into like cut Cups in front of them that have different colored gems, and they have to reach inside these cups and grab the exact colors that they had to memorize before they (laughs) close their eyes. And they're timed while doing this, and they have to cooperate with their friends in order because you don't have access to all the colors you need, Uh and your friends have access to the colors that you do need. So you have to tell them, and their eyes are closed too. (laughs) So it was just, and that table was right next to mine, so I got to see like like these people as they're playing live, just a bunch of people like. Reach out, eyes closed, <laughs> like trying to touch stuff in front of them. It was, uh, it was hilarious to look at.
0: Nice, nice. Well, I, I'm sure you enjoyed yourself, though, the entire time. Oh, yeah, I always enjoyed it. B- a bunch of nerds playing tabletop games.
1: It was great. I was, like, eating sausage. There you go. <laughs> while, while waiting for new players to show up. Nice, nice. Yeah.
0: Well, that's great. Packs Unplugged. I'm Pax glad unplugged. you had a good time. Yeah. Now, on to news. Um, so for news, um, always, as always, as always, you know, quite a bit, um, first and foremost, Nintendo has released a new set of, uh, switch online games It's about to, or about, yes, I'm sorry. About to tomorrow as of this recording tomorrow so today is the 11th so on the 12th
1: on the 12th day yeah. of
0: christmas okay um on the 12th they for rpgs because that's all we <laughs> really care about right yeah, yeah. uh breath of fire 2 and uh crystallis. i'm not crystallis. familiar with crystallis
1: so, Crystallis is like a actually it's kind of like a uh, secret of mana watch it, your mouth when you say that but it's single player yep all right single player and it, it is an action combat system okay so RPG, like a- RPG action combat All season.
0: right, I'll um, I'll check it out. I mean, why not? I have nothing so, to lose. That here. one
1: I'm actually kind of excited for. Really? Not so, not so much Breath of Fire. I mean, I played, Breath of Fire uh, 1 is on the mm-hmm. Super Nintendo list. I tried playing through that. That is a terrible RPG. Yeah, <laughs> it not is so good. Bad.
0: Not so good, yeah. Uh, um, Breath of Fire 2, I, I've been told, is an improvement upon the first one, so. it. it it better be. be. Right? <laughs> it has to be cause, like,
1: that is the bottom of the barrel when oh, it comes no. to like RPGs. Breath of Fire is awful. That's right. trash.
0: I, I, I'm actually surprised because I didn't think we were going to get any more Nintendo games. And so the fact that they're even doing this, I don't know that we'll see much more after this. Um, but oh, I'm also glad we're getting good. more you Super can... Nintendo games. There's
1: so many more NES games that they could come out with.
0: There are much more Super NES that they can come out with. There is. There better is better ones. Yes. Just about all
1: of them are going to be better, but mm. they could still release some NES ones.
0: Anything in particular you have, and you know, do you have any in mind? I feel like we've gotten all mm. the good ones. Did we get a Bubble Bobble? I would absolutely love Bubble, Bubble Bobble. Bubble Bobble, there you go. Okay, that is one. That I don't is, even know if that they have is that that a that really one. good one. Thank you. I, yeah. I came up with that off the top of my head. That Why
1: looked, isn't that one there yet? I don't know. Yeah, that was fantastic.
0: Loved, I spent a lot of time playing Bubble yeah. Bobble. Um, but there, are, uh, there are a lot more Super Nintendo games. I think with Super Nintendo, it falls. Uh, there's, uh, there's an issue there with a lot of licensing, uh, yeah, So yeah. they have to be careful, and they're only limited to certain releases. So it's,
1: it's probably the same for the NES, right? Because there's yeah, like the, the Ninja Turtle games mm-hmm. on the NES were pretty good. Uh, yeah. Some of them a little bit unbeatable. Yeah. But they're, are <laughs> like all right. Yeah. And there was like a bunch. There was a bunch of licensed games. Uh, what was it like those like maybe two Rambo games on the NES. I know, uh, I know there's one. one Rambo yeah, game. I know there's one. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of uh, Moonwalker on the NES. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, there, there are quite a bit of them. Um, so yeah, just I, I again, I would love more of the Super Nintendo games. Yeah, because yeah,
1: that's the golden age of
2: RPGs. Yeah,
0: it definitely is, and it's a it's a better console than Nintendo to be honest with you. Um, so next we have Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal finally announced yep. when they're releasing their uh, tactics game, Age of Resistance, and it's February fourth, yes. which is coming up pretty quickly uh are you into dark crystal at all
1: no i oh. hate dark crystal great but not because <laughs> the movie's bad i just don't like muppets
0: okay do they creep you out is that i mean what's I the, just, what's the reasoning behind uh, this man,
1: i just don't like the way they look uh uh juxtaposed to like humans
0: so when like you have, real because yeah, yeah. okay. it's
1: real life but it's real life muppets next to like real people i will tell you live action i
0: i agree with you in in, um to an extent um if you watch the netflix i don't know if you have netflix um but if you have netflix and you get uh um age of resistance uh no yeah is it age of resistance the uh the dark Dark Crystal, crystal show
1: age of resistance but the show I don't know what the show name is, but the name of the game. So I, I, can imagine that they named the game the same as the show.
0: I think that's what it was. For some reason, I, I just call it Dark Crystal. But the, the movie's there yep. as well as the show. The show, watch the show. No. It is, it is good. Okay, not happen. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. But it's a tactics game. I think you and I can both agree that we, you know, tactics yeah, games yeah. are in our wheelhouse. So, and um...
1: I can swallow that pill. I can swallow <laughs> well, the pill you're... of, of Dark Crystal Muppets. Because the art style looks appropriate, sure, right? right. The, the Muppet nature of things is gone, right? The part about the Muppets mm-hmm. I don't like is like having this realistic puppet—not not realistic puppet, but like this puppet animated in real life—versus yeah. something that's animated in game looks more net. It looks like an actual creature in a game rather than looking like some puppet. It
0: makes right. It makes sense for uh, for a game.
1: Yeah, it looks like it's animated as if it were a real living creature rather than looking like it's a
0: puppet. So when you have something that's like kind of like that and it's anthropomorphic, it just kind of just throws you all off. And it is Age of Resistance, that's what I was looking up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it definitely makes sense for a game, and it's a tactics, tactics game, which we'll probably both like.
1: Yeah, um, absolutely. It, it depends on how well it can execute on that, whether mm-hmm. it has like bugs in there. Yeah, in, yeah. There's always that you uh, always have to. And try hopefully and the for. combat goes through relatively, relatively quickly mm-hmm. and is engaging enough long term. You know, hopefully there's a good like meta game to mm-hmm. it.
0: And uh, it's surprising coming uh, from I think uh, the developers are Bonus XP. Uh, They're not, are they known for, I don't think they're known for tactical games. Uh, They just recently did the Stranger Things games. Um,
1: Uh So they're they're probably uh, a bunch of industry vets from various uh, projects.
0: Um, and then we get a little bit of an update from a game I've been keeping an eye on yeah. called Crosscode. Oh, uh, yeah. Crosscode, I don't is it available to purchase on Steam or PC right now? I think it's just the demo. Uh
1: I can check real quick. Um
0: but basically they're just giving us an update saying yes, we are we've been quiet for a while. We are still working on some things. Uh things being the console additions. Um from um Going from PC land to console land. Yep. Now,
1: and it is very much available right now. As we speak, it came out a year ago on uh, okay. Steam, and it's a, a $20 game. You can even play the demo on Steam, and the, review, the user reviews for it are just overwhelmingly positive. The game, when you look at the game run footage-wise, it looks really good. It runs very well. That's, that, that's, that's the, the thing. Big it's ticker. a very
0: fast-paced game. Yeah. And, if it, and if it's and if it got any sort of choppiness or uh, slowdown, bogginess it, in this kind of game, it's going to show. Um, it shouldn't happen. It, it
1: shouldn't happen. <laughs> it shouldn't happen. This is a uh, pixel art style game. Uh, that's running on modern hardware. It should not slow down, but it is fast. It the is characters fast. are are intentionally moving faster than you would normally. expect. Many
0: enemies on the screen, a lot of numbers coming up. So there's a lot. Yep. There is a lot going on. Um, but the reason they said that they're they're uh, not delayed, but they're they're having issues is is because the initial game was built on HTML five. Uh, so, oh yes so oh. the initial game was built on html5 <laughs> why would uh, they do that which has a lot of security issues uh, especially when you're trying to bring that over to um, modern <laughs> age yeah. you know uh, so a lot of the exploits the Java exploits uh, things of that nature, A lot of the consoles don't want that at all because, again, they become exploits um, into hacking the software. So that is kind of what they've been dealing with. Uh, They've been dealing with a little of that. Um, I don't know that we have a release window quite yet on this, but... Again, that's kind of what they've been dealing with.
1: They learned a lesson. They certainly did. They're actively learning that lesson.
0: Yeah, but it definitely looks like like a fun game. If you have a PC, I don't even think you need a uh, grandiose PC to even run this demo. Um, I run it. I don't have a gaming PC whatsoever, and I'm able to run this demo, and it's, for the most part, it's really fun. A lot of the puzzles are really engaging and and fun, Uh, but it is, yes, very, very fast.
1: Yeah, I mean... Once again, this is a pixel art game on modern hardware. It should run on everything.
0: Everything. <laughs>
2: everything. Even you your toaster. Able,
1: hey, you should be able to get like a Pentium 3 processor and oh, run boy. this thing. Take it easy. It, it should. It, Pentium I, 3 is like a hundred times or 1, know, times there's, there's a thousand times faster than the more Super going, Nintendo.
0: There's a lot more going on than just a Super NES game in this game.
1: It, Pentium 3 wasn't that underpowered. I think it got up to like 800 megahertz.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe. But, right. I, again, this, like I said, there's a lot more going on in here than any any graphically intensive game on the Super NES. Right,
1: but I'm talking about just the CPU. Okay. Not talking about the graphics card. Whatever. Even then, <laughs> this thing should still run on, like, a voodoo card. Oh, boy. Going real old school.
0: Oh, man. All right. Next, we have Dark Darkseidus Genesis. Now, this isn't out on uh, the Switch yet, but it is getting some pretty good uh meta scoring yeah um yep. out there so really promising i think again as long as it runs well on the switch i think this is coming out february 14th on the valentine's day soon uh so it's just nice to see that it's getting some decent scoring that will get a probably a, a, a decent game so
1: yeah it's it's getting some good praise uh acg
0: oh yeah i like, yep. I like uh, him He's
1: he, good. He, do- he does good reviews and he he basically said just flat out buy it yeah and that's that's pretty good praise because I wasn't expecting that much praise from him because he's he gave uh, other uh, higher potentially higher profile games and said to wait to buy them okay um uh, or get it on the sale um which was I forgot what game it was it was actually a, a newer game though it was uh, come, oh MechWarrior Five so he, he reviewed Mac Warrior Five said to wait for a sale on that one but for DarkSiders said just buy it
0: wow okay. Yeah, and what's what's interesting in this because f- it released on PC as well as Google Stadia, and for some reason it was like ten dollars more on Google Stadia for whatever reason.
1: Ah, it makes plenty of sense to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're trying to launch a new new. I don't even know what would you call that—a streaming console? I have no idea. Um, and then all of a sudden, it's a you problem. get problem. You're gonna you price gouge people. Yeah, yeah, that's it's, not it's funny. it's
1: a problem. They don't know what they're doing on on the Google side of things and. Yeah. Uh, especially when you are on a brand new platform that, uh, wh- it's that a whole has a new
0: way of gaming.
1: Well, well, the thing as a developer shipping your game on a brand new platform, uh, the way you think about it is, uh, you don't have any competition and it's a brand new platform. People that have bought stuff, they really want to play stuff on their new platform. Cause it's the new thing. It's mm-hmm. the new thing that they just bought or signed up for and there's nothing there there's like, what, 10, 20 games that release on launch?
2: Yeah, and, and now they're, they're, all...
1: they're trickling in like one at a time? Yeah. And this is one of those ones. So, you know, people are going to buy it because there's nothing else there's to play. There's nothing else to play, right? In this game, uh, it's a multiplayer game. Multiplayer action RPG-ish. Well, it's co-
0: co-op. Not yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. I, I guess... Uh, That's what when I'm saying, I, multiplayer. When I think multiplayer, I think more than two. That's just me. That's a me thing. Not an anybody else thing.
1: Last I checked, two people is multi.
0: Oh boy. Okay. It is. <laughs> you're right, you're right, right. Um, but yeah, when you're trying to launch a new type of thing, like even the quality of games weren't that great.
1: Nah, I mean the stadia platform is dead. If if you like dead already?
0: And- it's D O A?
1: it was dead before it even released that I thing was just garbage the tech isn't there it's there for if you live in like san francisco mm-hmm. you got good tech if you live in like the middle of boston you got potentially good tech
0: you're talking tech mean like infrastructure behind the scenes that's what i'm talking
1: about yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean if you live
0: anywhere else in the united states like good luck it's gonna be a problem
1: yeah live near a major city you might have a good time might you live outside of a major city, you're having a bad time. Super bad time. Do not buy that stuff. I don't
0: I don't know why they wouldn't have thought of something like that. You know? No. They, like who who is their the target audience though?
1: No, they they know. Well, first off, a lot of people, most people in the United States live near or around major cities.
0: But that's going to limit your audience without a doubt.
1: Yeah, it's going to limit it, but it's it's a brand new thing that they're hoping they can sort of roll out over time. They're thinking more grandiose, but what everyone wants is stuff right now, and they wanted it right now last week.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think, I think you are right, though. I, I do agree with you that it is not DOA. I mean, there is still maybe something else will help help it. I don't know.
1: No. Nah. No, no it's dead <laughs> it's dead <laughs> Okay, it, it was a bad it's a bad value proposition to begin with mm-hmm. uh you have to buy a game on a another yet another platform that that game you don't even know whether they're gonna stick with it there's a question and it's you're not buying physical so like what part of that gives you like peace of mind that you're getting there you're getting your money's worth or that your purchase is going to be something that's long-lived
0: right like if their services or servers go away that's it you're you're done Yeah, you have nothing
1: (laughs) it's it's bad and you know they're banking on 5g for the the more mobile side of things and 5g is dangerous dangerous stuff do not please do not ask for 5g around your homes and stuff like that 5g is just there are some health issues that can very much happen and that a lot of big tech companies are just hand-waving and say, don't pay attention to the the health issues that could potentially happen with 5G. Just, you know, ooh, look. New candy. <laughs> Data streaming super fast. Um, pay attention to that. I you can watch these videos
2: now. The,
0: in the same hand, I think you could say the same thing with 4, 4G as well. But I don't know that we want to go down
2: yeah, that yeah, yeah. right now.
0: Uh-huh. Um, all right. Moving along, along, Stadia. <laughs> that Weird was the Sta- tangent.
2: <laughs> Google Stadia
0: report. <laughs> yeah. Um, a story-driven card-based RPG, Grand Guild, yeah. launches uh, for Nintendo Switch Q1 2020. So Q1. Um, Q1 is that? I think that might start March. I think
1: uh q1 no q1 well it depends. it depends on the fiscal i mean did I, it say I, fiscal period or anything like that it, it does start january okay q1 but sometimes companies correlate q1 to their fiscal year q1 which would be march like if. nintendo does yeah which would be
0: in march yeah so i don't know if they i don't know if they, they said q1 2020 i'm not sure exactly what that means but it, it is a card collecting uh tactical rpg yeah, um, I like the art style of it. It does the the characters look like if you're familiar with Ashen, um, it, it has that that feel. Does it not to you?
1: Slightly abstracty. Yeah, uh, it's not going abstracty enough to look like Ashen. Okay, um, but it, it isn't. The art work of the characters, the two D illustrations look great. I wish the game looked more like that. I wish the game had uh, used like uh, More sprites two like D characters because when you see the game actually running in three the three D part of the game it looks generic.
0: I don't. I don't mind it. It's. Do, I think it's, it needs fleshing out. It's uh,
1: workable, but it does look generic.
0: Okay, uh, that can be approved upon. Uh, this what you're looking at there is an is an earlier uh, trailer.
1: Uh nah, man. If this game is releasing in Q1? even in the sp- the next six months, that's the art you're going to be stuck with, man. Okay. And it's going to look much better than that.
0: I'm okay with that.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. If you're but, not, that, that's okay. But preferred, because like, you see they show the cards. And mm-hmm. to see the art style of the cards juxtaposed to the 3D generic looking blurry Actors. texture style of the game itself. Uh, and some of them are low poly, purposefully low poly. And that's fine. But the environments and just looking at how the the grand scheme of things, they failed to execute this low-poly sort of simplistic, uh, slightly abstract visual art style. Because, when you, I mean, you're looking at it right now. It looks like it's low-effort, almost uh, asset-flippy style art. And I hate to say that. And then you see the anime they sort of great. style characters. Yep. That looks great. Well, almost great. It looks good. It, lo- it looks, definitely looks good. And... Um, and the artwork for some of the cards looks pretty good, but look, look at that juxtaposition. It's it looks like two different stuff that was made for two different games. It's they shouldn't have uh, they shouldn't have done that.
0: They shouldn't have done it.
1: Shouldn't have done that.
0: I think it's worth a look. I I, I don't mind the low poly, low res. The, I know yeah. I, I totally understand what you're saying. I am nitpicking. I, I am nitpicking. It's just you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> look, it's it's a tactical RPG with deck building I, I like uh, I
0: like that integration. I think that's yeah. where I really I'm in on a little bit on this game is the is the deck building uh tactical aspect of it, yeah. that integration of it. I'm in. I'm in. Okay. Well nice to see you. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome aboard. Um but yeah, look for it. Um Q1, 2020, whatever that means. Yeah, whatever
1: that means Uh, for Switch and Steam.
0: Switch and Steam.
1: Uh, the game will also be released on the PS4 and Xbox One a year. Oh, so this is a year, one year exclusive for the Switch, console exclusive. Holy cow.
0: Yeah. Nice. All wow. right. Switch loading up on some of these exclusives. I like it. And I, I think the development team is, is very small. I, I almost want to say it's like two or three.
1: Uh that would surprise me. Um but to be that small I mean it's definitely doable. Yeah.
0: Uh so that's it's impressive
1: if it's two or three though. Yeah, I think very impressive.
0: Uh Grand Guilds uh, coming to a store in a year. Then we have again, this is just something that we do every week. Yeah. They seem to find their way in the news Good old Bethesda. Every week. So Bethesda stops stops their work. On Elder Scrolls Legends. Elder Scrolls Legends was their card ba- Again, this is the theme maybe today, is the their card-based um, game, similar to uh, Gwent or Hearthstone. Um, in, in I'd that say
1: game. closer to Hearthstone than Gwent. Gwent is a very different style yeah, game. Yeah, it's
0: got your different... Um, did you play Elder Scrolls Legends? I did not play Elder Scrolls Legends. Yeah, I,
1: I played that um, expecting... Because when you are a hearthstone player that wants to play hearthstone competitively should
0: i back away from the mic and just let you and
1: you cannot play it because so i used to play hearthstone competitively that's insane yeah i actually won well i didn't win i got second place in a tournament but i won like i don't know 800 plus dollars or whatever wow during, look at you
0: big time yeah, during, right throughout now.
1: the season i went over a thousand um so but you know second place right i didn't make it through
0: <laughs> i'll tell you a little story about so i tried to do that um not competitively i think there two there's a casual and there's a league or whatnot yeah i thought it was really really good i'm not that good on what <laughs> competitive
1: heartstone when, yeah
0: or? no when you have like other people that know what they're doing yeah, yeah i'm yeah. not that good
1: how far did you get on the rank?
0: i do ever make it I, I don't even remember ah. it, it was it's been a while but you yeah. didn't get legend right no 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 okay. no no yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I got my legend. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you did. What, so, what were you saying?
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, so you know, as, as as that player, you know, you get angry at Hearthstone for being as non-competitive as a game could ever possibly be. So you <laughs> you seek other card games. Because so I used to play uh, Magic the Gathering competitively. Mm-hmm. Um, So you look for these other digital card games that are trying to say, hey, look at me, look at me, Hearthstone's a huge thing, so I'm going to jump in the basket too. And I gave Elder Scrolls Legends a shot, and lo and behold, it has lots of RNG like it shouldn't, uh, and other elements. Uh, But I played it. It was interesting. It had like this two-lane system where you're sort of picking... and adding stuff to two different lanes and, mm-hmm. and trying to figure out whether you want to push uh, one of one side or another. And there's some other elements and it ties a little bit into Elder Scrolls, but it, it did not feel like an Elder Scrolls game and also the way the game was presented felt very basic. Okay. Um and it just you know, it it, it needed to hit the ground running rather than be an early access presentation.
0: I, I think they were dependent on their or relying on their Elder Scrolls name. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. For absolutely. the most part, um, if I'll link the article in the uh, in all descriptions, um, there's a picture um, which you can see right now. Uh, that picture is from E3. OK. And wow. that that yeah. is how many people were actually playing this game. They had uh, two screens for Elder Scrolls Legends. So I don't even think they at this point thought it was going to be anything worth investing into. Mm. Um and going back to Elder Scrolls Blades, it was very similar to that type of setup where they had kind of, um, you know, I think they, maybe Elder Scrolls Blade had a, a row of four or five in a row, and there was no one playing it.
1: Look, even Valve went full bore on, on making a big-budget, crazy, brand-new, didn't even play like anything like Hearthstone-style card game, and they tanked super bad.
0: Wait, what, what did they have? Artifact. I don't even remember that.
1: Yeah, exactly. It <laughs> came out at the tail end of last... It came out pretty much exactly one year ago. It okay. died like less than two weeks after it came out. Okay. I tried to get that... I got that game. I got a refund. And then I'm like, ah, I'll give it a little bit more of a, of a shot. I... I rebought it again,
2: yeah,
1: and uh, you know, dumped even more serious time into it. Tried to play it competitively and realized that game for some reason they managed. You know, Valve, you guys managed to make a more RNG heavy game than Hearthstone. Are you insane? Yeah. are you well, insane? I'm trying
0: to have a a, uh, a card game with a lot of RNG, a lot of randomness. It's
1: and they were trying to go with the. Uh, with the competitive route they were trying they were trying to make it a more competitive
0: that would card seem game. like impossible to do collectible card game yeah that's yeah. that's crazy and, and you also and i think I, I didn't link it in here at all um but uh gwent is also not going to be on consoles anymore uh so they've yeah. they've stopped that i don't know if they're gonna pull pull out all together in the card game thing
1: well gwent makes sense because gwent wasn't really like it w- it worked but it was not it fun. No, I mean, no. it was like it was like it's like playing a Euro game. <laughs> a Euro game. A Euro board game. The board gamers out there know what I'm talking okay. about. It's like playing a Euro game that's competing against uh, a Hearthstone, like, like like the way you played Gwent. It felt like playing a Euro game, like you're crunching numbers.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of uh, maths, maybe. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, okay. You know.
0: I mean, Gwent worked fine in The Witcher 3, uh, for me anyways. Um, I just did it to get achievements. Yeah, it did.
1: It did work. <laughs> it did work fine in Witcher 3. Uh, it, and it's a fine game. It's just not like a game that's competing as a standalone. Yeah.
0: Well, that's it. They're pulling out in all standalones. If you want Gwent, if you really wanted that bad, get The Witcher 3. You're getting a decent, okay card game with a phenomenal RPG. Uh so that is our Bethesda minute that lasted way too long. Yeah. Um onto our bigger news segment here. We have the Switch RPG award polls. Now we don't have all of them quite out yet. We have quite a bit of them out, but not not all of them. Oh, I don't have my Twitter account linked on my I iPad. I got it right here, man. Um So we have a few genres or subgenres. Look at that PC. Look, look at that PC. Shut your yapper. <laughs> and and I don't like Apple, so. Um, oh,
1: do I get the vote on this?
0: Yeah, let me help you, though. Uh, so, um, for our best turn-based RPG, those results are final, and Dragon Quest XI S dominated um, that. We had Alliance Alive HD, Dragon Quest XI S, Pokemon Sword and Shield, and Steam World Quest. Now, these were for best turn-based RPGs, and Steam World Quest ran away with it. Uh with what? it? With, uh, you mean Dragon, I, I'm sorry, Dragon Quest. I was looking at SteamWorld. Yes, yeah. Dragon Quest ran away with it. <laughs> SteamWorld Quest and Alliance Alive only got 2% of the votes, uh, respectively. Uh, Dragon Quest
1: more than doubled Pokemon Sword and Shield.
0: And I would say uh, it makes sense. Um, Pokemon Sword and Shield is a good turn-based game, but Dragon Quest XI S really belongs there. Uh, then we have Best or Favorite, I should say Best Music, in an rpg uh we have bloodstained ritual of the night children of morta dragon quest 11s and nino kuni i believe i don't know the exact results but i'm pretty sure dragon quest 11s also ran away with this and you had mentioned uh you wanted another game in there which we'll probably get to a little bit later yeah, on okay. yeah there
1: there absolutely should be another game in that list okay we'll we'll,
0: <laughs> we'll get to that a little later on um, and then, for our next category, we have Best Budget RPG. And I think we limited our budget to about $15. Um, so $15 on the eShop currently. So our choices oh, are... list updated. Apologies. What are you doing to me? There was a refresh that happened. There it is. All right, so we have Alvasia Chronicles, which is a Chemco title. Yep. Uh, Monochrome Order, which is another Chemco title. Uh, Shadows of Adam and Swords of Ditto, and I'm pretty sure yeah. with this one here, uh, Shadows of Adam has taken over this.
1: Why? That game's pole. not good. It's not good. No. Why would you say it's not good? On that. I never played it. All right. But out of out the of, reviews that I saw for it, okay. were not that good. Okay. I think Sword Swords of Ditto is or Ditto. 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 Like uh, the Pokemon. Is it? Is that what they named the game after, a Pokemon? I have
0: no idea if they <laughs> named it after the Pokemon, but it is like the Pokemon. Well,
1: so- Swords of Ditto is just a better-looking game. Yeah. Uh, it didn't. They're it different. also didn't score very well. It didn't yeah. score poorly, mm-hmm. but uh, it's an action combat style game, roguelite-ish. And You're
0: talking Swords of Ditto, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Swords of Ditto. Yeah. Um, it just looked like it was doing things, doing more interesting things. Shadows of Adam just looked. It looked very traditional.
0: It is. A, it is a traditional. Yeah. Uh, traditional game. Uh, I think it's the sixteen-bit era. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. I. I don't. Eh? I've. I've never played. The only game I played it also... out of this list is Swords of Ditto. So I. I don't have. Um. I don't have yeah. the background to really answer all these questions. I know the. Um. Camco titles are they're all budget RPGs. Um, but in my opinion, they all they all the same. They're all the same.
1: Yeah. Um, I am not fighting for Swords of Ditto. If the vote goes for Shadows of Adam, then I'm happy Mazeltov, good
0: stuff. Good stuff.
1: <laughs> good stuff. But you know, I think Shadows of Adam is like a RPG maker uh engine game. Maybe it has potentially that, well, it our- looks like it is.
0: I, I Kemco definitely yeah. seems like it is. I don't know if Shadows of Adam is built on their own engine or if it's an RPG uh, Maker type game. Can you do RPG Maker with sixteen bit? Or I don't even know.
1: Yeah, yeah, you can do. They've expanded that game engine. Okay. To do a lot of different variants. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, so yeah, that was best budget. Uh, then we move on to best tactical. Uh, uh, this what, one's a no-brainer. But this one is another <laughs> runaway. So we have Divinity Originals and two. Who, who did you vote? You didn't it vote got, for this one. It got crushed. Watch your mouth. Then we have Felseal Fell Seal Arbiter's Mark. We have Fire That's Emblem. That's a pretty good one. Felseal's pretty good. Wargroove. Actually, I think
1: I'm not sure about I Wargroove. I have no clue why Wargroove is on this list. Like, alright, look, Wargroove is definitely good enough to belong on A-list, but not on uh Best tactical. tactical RPG. It's not even an RPG. I
0: I don't I don't feel that it is an RPG. But that we had many discussions they, in in our in our chat room. Those about were very
1: what, wrong discussions. Well,
0: where were you? Were you involved in them?
1: Where's the where's the character progression? Where is the NPCs to interact with? Yes, there are story segments that happen in between, but there is like there there's no world that you are exploring. You're going from level to level. That's it. Yeah. Stage to stage. Mm-hmm. There is absolutely no NPCs that you're talking to. There's characters that you can interact with. There are uh, allies you have when you're playing a battle map. It's a, it's a war game. It's, 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 it's a, a straight up game.
0: tactical game. It's, oh, it's strategy a strategy game.
1: It's a strategy war game set in fantasy medieval-esque times. Yeah. Like, what part of that is a RPG? Like The fact that it has like dragons?
0: I don't know. I didn't. Is that why? I don't agree with it either. But it's it's on our list. It's insane. Okay, um, so up to three fire, and it got
1: crushed. It's the lowest uh, percentile one, as it should.
0: You seem very happy. I (laughs)
1: am happy. It got crushed. It did not belong on that list. It's a good game. It's a really good game. I have it. Mm -hmm.
0: I I agree. It it is is a good game, but as far as uh, the maybe that's more of a of a fact that the the RPGs were a little maybe light this year. You think?
1: The greats were like... The
0: greats, okay. Yeah. Um, but my Divinity Original Sin uh, 2 uh, came in second place. That's at least <laughs> my... Uh, A
1: distant second place. It doesn't matter. Fire Emblem crushed it so as it should. Fire came,
0: Emblem came in at around uh, 60%, and yeah. Divinity second place came in at 20
1: Honestly, I think Thelsel uh, should have been the second place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're just,
0: relatively close. You have 20% and 16%. Right. And,
1: and I'm only saying that because Felseal is a game that came out this year, Doing rather than new. Divinity sure. came out, you know, last year or was it the year before that. Year before that. Year yeah. before. So yeah,
0: nope, totally a ways away. Totally makes sense. Uh, now then, we have a best action RPG.
1: Uh, why are these numbers showing the things that they are currently showing? Nino Kuni is one of the nominees. Ni no Marvel Kuni. Ultimate Alliance Three. Mm-hmm. No, no problem there. That, mm-hmm. not re- action.
0: It's an action RPG. It's an action game. It's an action RPG. It's an action game. Thank you. It's action RPG. Continue.
1: I, once again, there, there's some things that are missing from that. That would it has RPG elements. There uh, we go. All, uh, right. all that tales of Vesperia. This is
0: where the blood, tears, uh, all that stuff comes in.
1: Tales of Vesperia. All right. Tales of franchise is the quintessential action. RPG. If you want to look at what an action RPG is, you look at the Tales <laughs> franchise and you would be like, oh, that is an action RPG. Oh. All right. So that is we can't stray away from that at an all. action RPG, gotcha. and then we have Bloodstain. Look, if Bloodstained Ritual of Night is stretching the limits of action RPG, how can you even think that Marvel <laughs> Ultimate Alliance 3 comes close?
0: Well, maybe they're opposite ends of the spectrum of action RPGs, but Marvel Marvel Ultimate Alliance is definitely an action RPG in the same vein that uh, Diablo is.
1: Can we redact some of these votes because clearly some of these people are are drinking heavy. <laughs> uh something because they are so what are these votes based on is it based on like the heart the retweet and the comment
0: no no the, we have 189 votes there on oh okay all right. um and there we go so 189 people and they distribute the percentage uh, that way. so 33 so pe- percent of yeah, those people.
1: 189 people are wrong <laughs> uh, I would love to see either Tales or Bloodstain: Richard Knight uh, get this, and I'd ideally Bloodstained because it released this year. Mm-hmm. Nino Kuni did not. Like
2: three years uh, ago, maybe uh, f- four
1: or five. Okay. That was a PS3 yeah, game. Yeah, PS3. Uh, Tales of Vesperia, sadly, did not. Uh, that's an even older game. Marvel did release this year, but sadly is not an RPG. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Nino Kuni is winning, like... Won. That, crazy. It won. Oh, it won.
0: Final results. It All right, won. well,
1: clearly people are wrong.
0: But you also got to remember... It,
1: this was close,
0: though. Yes, this was the clo- a closer race.
1: 2% away. So, Bloodstain was 31%. Nino Cooney won 33%.
0: And you also got to remember, this is the people voting... Um
1: who are our, crazy. Sta- our,
0: uh, our staff will come up with our own, we're using the people's vote as an additional person uh so yeah. this is their vote in in our yeah award um switch rpg awards
1: i get you. this is where the uh you only get one vote of you know the multiple choice vote system is fails it's tough yeah it it fails in in so clearly in instance like this, if you do just a point-based system where you allocate, where you get to vote on one, two, three, all three four, of them and you're, you're ranking the options that you have, uh, therefore you'll have more people that are ranking the true game that typically makes it. Uh, they're not placing it in less, right? When when you only have one vote, you're voting one game with everything and everything else gets the zero.
0: Yeah, you need the aggregate there.
1: You need, yep. you need the ranking in order to sort of show that there is a difference between the the games that are tying for zero votes right Mm -hmm. because they're not tying they are ranked but you can't rank them when you only have a multiple choice
0: system right right yep well it's 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 the only method we have at the moment yeah yeah
1: i I totally get it i'm I'm just shame on you people shame on you how dare you vote for nino cooney have you even beaten that game
0: i don't know that anyone has yeah ever. i don't know i have never you can't
1: I, because it's not I, that good
0: i've never played it anyways i'm gonna ignore that comment um because you're gonna, i i own the game you own the game
1: i can i can attest I can, to it i can uh yeah i i can trash talk as much as i want
0: <laughs> all right uh then we have uh our favorite multiplayer rpg uh we have cat quest 2 divinity original sin 2 marvel ultimate alliance Three.
1: Why is this list so wrong? And Pokemon Sword and Shield. Oh my goodness! Where is Tales of Vesperia?
0: It is not on that list. You don't see it there, do you? You have Cat Quest 2. That is a. It is a great look. Look. Multiplayer game. Fine. Have fine. Have played but, it? Play it. No, 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 no. Look. Look.
1: I'm actually for Cat Quest two being okay. on there. all right? uh but uh you know marvel ultimate alliance is also on here which does not belong if those games i could remove from this list it would be that one
0: for the fact that you don't think it's a it's a rpg
1: all right not only is it not an rpg but it's also all right yes it's a great multiplayer game i'm cool with that but the game scored in like the 70s all right Um, whatever you're in the 70s you're 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 a good game you're uh, a good game man Cat Quest also in the 70s. You are a good game, uh-huh. man. Tales of Vesperia is an awesome
0: what is, game. Where's the numbers on that?
1: Well, I'm, I'm going to base the numbers off of the Xbox version okay. when it originally released. And they were in the 80s. Okay. So you know it's a great game. Okay. But even then, even then, I'm telling you, Tales of Vesperia is a great game. Now, Marvel, you can this play 4-player. This episode was sponsored
0: by... And Dana, <laughs> Tales of Vesperia.
1: Uh, in Cat Quest Two is what only two player or is two that, player? Yeah. All right. Tales of Vesperia is four player
0: co-op. Wait, so now we're ju- now we're judging the amount of players.
1: This is the best multiplayer though. <laughs> okay. Best multiplayer. You, you
0: had mentioned earlier in the that uh, all right, all right, multiplayer right. is co-op.
1: Children, of Mortar is not on this list. Doesn't that irk you?
0: I was all, I was all voted. I I had said.
1: Why is that not on this list? I don't know.
0: I was the only one.
1: Pokemon is on this list, too.
0: And, and Pokemon, Pokemon is very limited, in my opinion, is very limited in its multiplayer aspects. Yeah.
1: Look, I agree Pokemon should be on this list because it does have the online battles and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So that's cool by me. I agree Pokemon should be on this list.
0: But but you're saying you're missing Tales of Vesperia. You're missing Tales of Vesperia. Is that your only gripe?
1: That is, But that is a huge gripe because that is the best multiplayer RPG that came out this year.
0: I don't know what to tell you for for the Switch. This is this. These are the nominees. The, look,
1: the Tales of franchise <laughs> is like known. They are known for doing multiplayer co-op RPGs. Mm-hmm. The entire franchise, kind of like, there's you can count the number of single-player Tales games on like one hand. It's probably like two or three different games were single-player. All the other ones, the like 10, 15 plus other ones, have been multiplayer.
0: And, and I'll tell you what. What we're discussing right now is what the Discord chat looks like with all the editors, everybody talking about this. This is what it what it's like. Everyone's like, like, vouching for their game. They want this game in there. Everyone wants their game in there. But ultimately, we have to knock it down to four. And And, you're saying, you know,
1: Cat Quest made it in over Tales.
0: You never played Cat Quest.
1: All right. Look, Cat Quest came out this year. Cool. Divinity Original Sin did not come out this year.
0: Tales of Vesperi came out like seventeen years ago.
1: All right, touche. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that one. All, All right. right, but we we could get rid of Tales and get rid of Divinity, and can we at least say Children of Morta?
0: We could uh, I vouch for Cat Quest and Children of Morta. Okay, I'll just say certainly that.
1: over Marvel.
0: I'll say that, Marvel. but no, I also said Marvel as well. I love Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. Look, you can love it, but it is also well. We're going to look. We'll look at it later. Are there we have to.
1: NPCs in Marvel? Yes. Of
0: course there are.
1: Like like NPCs that are going to give you a quest? Yes. Really?
0: You have not even played. The, you is, ha- is
1: there an overworld? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Never mind. <laughs> you have All to- right. I back out. I back out. All I'm right. backing out on Marvel. We'll, Marvel we'll, stays.
0: Okay. We'll, we'll stays. discuss this because Marvel Ultimate Alliance is most definitely an RPG. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, clearly,
1: I don't know as much as what I experienced, uh, you know, through videos and stuff like that. No, 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 no. I'll,
0: I'll, I can't even let you borrow it if you want it, because I have it, the physical version.
1: There is some butter there that that I did not get to taste. So.
0: <laughs> All right. So moving on to casual RPG of 2018, <laughs> we have uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2 uh, and casual... The way we define casual... This list is insane. We're, we're, the way we define casual... Why is Cat Quest 2 not on here? Wait a minute, because Cat Quest 2 is an <laughs> RPG. The way we're defining casual is not in terms of um, accessibility, in terms of okay, e- easy to pick up and play. Yeah. We're kind of looking at games that are borderline RPGs. Yes. That's what we're discussing with casual RPG. Uh, and we have... Dragon Quest Builders 2 which I'm pretty certain is a legitimate RPG.
1: I would agree with that. It is a legitimate RPG. It's just a di- very different style of it. Look, if you if we keep on sectioning off what li- what limits and doesn't limit in uh what constitutes an RPG and doesn't like we restrict the genre from being able to to grow and expand Mm design-wise, right?
0: Well, I mean, that's when people take, you know, what's good with RPGs, and and that's when the lines get blurred, when they start integrating different aspects of of these type of games. Uh, But we have Dragon Quest Builders 2, uh, Link's Awakening, Monster Boy Cursed Kingdom, and Ring Fit Adventure.
1: Monster Boy Cursed Kingdom, a platformer.
0: That is a platformer. Um, It's like a
1: Metroidvania, very light Metroidvania elements, mm -hmm. platformer. How is that?
0: I'm. I, I think with Metroidvania's, people feel um, being able to upgrade and and whatnot. People ass, uh, assume maybe that they're those are kind of level up or kind of mechanics that are RPGs. I yeah, don't know. Uh. Um, Why? For <laughs> Cad-
1: cadence of Hyrule could. I mean, not to me, I think it's an RPG, but. You're if right. if it, I don't see it in other genres that have passed through so far, and that could be, at least on this show, unless it's listed elsewhere, this, like Cadence there, of Hyrule.
0: Cadence of Hyrule and is it an should omission win. that should be on this list. I agree. I agree with that. Uh, Link's Awakening, I, I don't think that's an RPG at all. Um,
1: I can see that. No, I'm, I'm down with Link's Awakening. Cause Link's Awakening, I think just most Zelda games are very much RPGs uh, mm-hmm. in in some ways, I would say Skyward Sword is kind of a uh, hard to argue with uh, whether that is truly an RPG, but it depends on on the Zelda game. But many Zelda games fall into an RPG, or at the very least, has one definitive leg in the RPG sort of uh, terrain, and the other foot in the action adventure.
0: I will call them RPG light. Can I call that? Can I say that?
1: Uh, sure. But I mean. Once again, you cannot deny that there are there is at least one Zelda game that is clearly an RPG. Are you referring to Zelda Two? That's it. Like, like, like you cannot argue. No, no,
0: no. There's no. Cannot argue that that. one for sure. For sure. For sure. But
1: so, um, therefore, the rest of the franchise clearly has lots of heavy, heavy, heavy RPG elements. And just remember, the games that inspired Zelda are uh, the original, like adventure. Mhm. Uh games like uh like the original Rogue. Like Zelda is a rogue game that just doesn't have procedural generation. Zelda is the original, I'm talking about NES original Legend of Zelda, that is an RPG. It is legit <clears throat> an RPG. Right? It was an action RPG.
0: No. Yes. We're not going to get into this here.
1: Definitely <laughs> an action RPG.
0: I disagree. So moving on, Mm -hmm. we have uh, our favorite roguelike RPGs of uh, 2019. Which
1: is missing a game that I just mentioned.
0: We have Children of Morda, Mist Over, Sparklight, and Tangle Deep. And we're missing...
1: These people are drinking the crazy juice. When you say these people, you're referring
0: to us. Us? (laughs) Yes, we put this list together.
1: We are drinking the, the, the crazy <laughs> juice so hard. I have Tangled Deep. It. it is not that good. That is a convoluted, uh, hard-to-get-into game. It is a roguelike game. Yes, yes, yes. Very much. Uh, it's the roguelike games in a way that you take a step, the enemies do their action, right? You attack, the enemies do their action. Like Every, every step that's happening is another action that the rest of the ai characters then
0: do in response so very similar to um cadence viral cadence viral
1: which is also a Mm roguelike yeah Mm -hmm. yeah like like tangle deep is definitely definitely belongs in this genre is it the best one, because it vo- got voted the best one. You crazy, crazy people. That game is insane <laughs> to try to get into. It's not It's not intuitive. It's not well presented. Yeah, it's a bit There's
0: obtuse at first. But, very um... obtuse.
1: It's not straightforward. There's not a good uh, tutorial system to it. Uh, when you level up, it's not even, you're not even getting like significant improvements on how you level up. It's convoluted as to whether or not you actually gain any new abilities. Casting spells isn't very obvious as to how you do it uh it's it, it's not even well balanced it's just not that good of a game like you can play it for a while absolutely but are you having fun are you having <laughs> fun with that are you
0: really i'm sure there are people having fun with that game sure
1: i tried i like roguelikes so, I like old-school dungeon crawlers. That's that's what this game is, is an old-school dungeon crawler. And you are old-school. I dig those games. I tried to get into Tangle Deep. Man, is it hard. Not, not like, difficult hard. It's, it's just hard so to get into. So the poll into. results
0: show that that ended up winning out at 37%. You and crazy then, people. And then, and then next um, is at 34%, we have Missover.
1: Missover is by far the better one than Tangle Deep. Okay. Like, I no question about it. The art is better. The, the way it presents itself, it reduces all the information overload that tangled deep sort of throws at you mm-hmm. just crazy amounts of information overload. Uh, it sort of reduces a lot of that. It still has some degree of you know, heavy information because these are min maxi games.
0: Yeah, the, the roguelikes are not typically they're not easy games. Yeah, they're not. They're a lot more difficulty. I, I yeah. think the the permadeath ha, uh, in some roguelikes, uh, permadeath is is quite an issue uh, with some of them. Uh, you know, if you're thinking of uh, darkest dungeon things things of that nature, where you permadeath is a problem. But I don't know. I'm not too familiar with Tangle Deep. Uh, Mistover, over. You, you can lose characters, I, I believe. Um, but my next game um, at twenty five percent. So you go from Mist over thirty four percent. My next game. 25% Children of Morta. You don't have to deal with death. Yeah. I feel this is the most accessible uh, roguelike on this list. Uh, maybe with Sparklight... Easily, uh, maybe with Sparklight. I'm not again. I'm not familiar with Sparklight, uh, but Children of Mota is definitely the most accessible. I mean, of if, all of them.
1: If the list was worst uh, game, then yeah, Sparklight belongs on that list, but uh, <laughs> and it won't win that list either because it can't win in anything because it's not really that good.
0: Sparklight is not that great. Sparklight's bad. Okay, it's I, just bad. I just you just it's it's just you're a ray of sunshine today. It's bad because it's like
1: so mediocre in everything that it does okay it's not bad in execution although it is bad in execution in some places it's just so like (laughs) it's just so mediocre okay it's like boring it's it's like that kid that you went to like fourth grade or fifth grade or, or like all of middle school with and then said hello to you like 10 years later and was like hey remember me nope oh boy nope i do not (laughs) (laughs) but yeah children of morta of these four children of morta should have won hands down what's missing from this list though is cadence of hyrule which then would have won this category hands down it's a but it would have been a fight between children of morta and cadence
0: of hyrule okay all right and the
1: fact that tangle deep won it over missed over well, missed over is not is here, not thing. fantastic. You
0: got to remember, like you said, uh, when you have polls like this, it's a one point or nothing. Yeah, and also it's a popularity contest. Uh, so you yeah. got to you got to take that. That's that's why into when when you have a
1: ranking system, you kind of remove sure. the popularity to a certain degree. You're still mm-hmm. gonna pretty much every game of the year thing that has fan voting yeah, is it, a popularity it, contest, it, and even then, even game of the year voting mm-hmm. ends up being popularity contests because. People are only gonna vote for what they've played. Sure. Whereas, well,
0: they should uh, essentially. Yeah. I mean, if if I haven't played Death Stranding, I can't really. Um, I'm just kind of out of context. I can't really comment on that because I don't really know anything other than what's in the like.
1: To a certain degree, though, you can you can have some you can educate yourself even though you don't play the game. You can educate yourself enough to have a voice. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, to ha- to have some sort of sane voice. Because if you don't, then crazy stuff like Tangled Deep winning something ends up happening.
0: <laughs> Over
1: children of Morta. Well,
0: again, like I said, this is this is more of a popularity contest with them. We do have our discussions behind the scenes, and we 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 figure this out. Okay? All right. Um I'm gonna try and move through these a little bit quickly. Okay, so try to. Then we have. I, I'm gonna derail. Oh, you would never do that. You're <laughs> Johnny. Is just in a? You're in a bad mood. You okay? What?
2: Okay, some of the so, great rankings. Alright, best
0: uh visual are uh in, in an RPG. Uh, we have Atelier Ryza, Dragon Quest S, Nino Cooney, and Swords of Ditto, all of which I would agree have some decent visuals in there. Yeah,
1: I have no complaints with these nominees. Um
0: I would even put in there Children of Mortar. I know that we really harp on that. I love the art style in that i love it's well it's yeah i i uh, i really do like that but um i think again in this one is dragon quest 11s that's uh i don't have the exact numbers in here because johnny did not vote he's uh i don't know what he's been doing with his life but he did not vote i believe dragon quest 11s i, I
1: was at pax unplugged oh
0: whatever uh is in the lead here uh, again yeah. well deserved i think all of these are pretty decent visually uh remarkable remarkable games but they all fall on the same line of the anime-esque kind of style swords of ditto has that kind of cel-shaded kind of look nino kuni obviously anime inspired dragon quest and atelier ryza um more dragon quest has that anime aesthetic as well um but all i i would say belong on this list
1: you know what i'm just happy that this uh particular section of game uh votes uh exists because i'm the one who kind of injected it right (laughs) So I'm, I'm just happy that that this is here. Um, Pat on the back. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Shout out to Swords of Ditto because that hand-drawn sort of art style that they have going there is just beautiful.
0: And I'm, we still have we still have two days left on that. And I'm a little disappointed because uh, I actually I voted for Atelier Riza in there because I'm the one who really fought hard yep. f- for that one. Um, I'm really surprised Swords of Ditto has, has. I don't even know if they have many votes at all, um, if any. To be honest, with you. and it's a little disappointing because I think Swords of Ditto uh, deserves some recognition uh, yeah, there yeah. as well.
1: Visually, you look at any sort of gameplay trailer of that game, and you'll be like, "Yeah, it belongs in this category." And,
0: and I think what I'll do next time in running these votes, I will also I will run them all in one single thread. Mm-hmm. Uh, that way, there you know you vote on one, you can just vote on all of them. Um, maybe run the polls a little bit longer as opposed to uh, three days. I'll do seven days or something like that. But what I'll also do is I'll put in their visuals, um, you know, whether it's screenshots or YouTube links so people can actually see some of these because I I feel like people um, maybe don't remember or don't know about certain games. They just kind of vote with their, uh, what they remember. And that one for sure is something I think people should, at least recognize because it is visually, it is a really good-looking game.
1: Uh, Do we pass through audio?
0: We're not there yet. We don't have all of them up yet. Audio oh, okay. is next.
1: Right. Well, no, the next one I see here is retro.
0: Well, I'm talking. I haven't I haven't tweeted out. We did not tweet them all okay. out at once. We're doing it every day, which. Um I think is a mistake on our part. I think for the next time we'll do them all in one day.
1: Okay. Um, well let's mention uh, this one. Right
0: oh, yeah, there, right? definitely. This, the is, last this one is the last, we last one we have. It's the best retro uh slash remake RPG of the uh of this year. And I think we went as far back as two generations. Uh so on this one we have collection of mana, uh Dragon Quest three Two generations. I think I think we went back, yeah. But that like
1: would, the, the the soonest?
0: That's anything. That's anything uh, closer to that? Anything closer to now time is so not eligible. We're
1: talking PS2 era and earlier. And earlier. Okay.
0: Okay. Uh, so, Collection of Mana, Dragon Quest III, Final Fantasy VII, and Grandia HD Collection. Yeah. Um, I've been told that Dragon Quest III does not look good, but I have no experience with it at all. Uh, Grandia HD Collection and Collection of Mana, which I've mentioned. I think, are perfectly fine. Um, they re- didn't really do anything great. Um, they didn't do anything at all. Yeah. Well, they with Trials of Mana, they did. Um, but with the others, Final Fantasy, I think it's Final Fantasy Adventure in there, as well as Secret of Mana. There's really nothing done in there. They're pretty much straight up ports. But, no, but with Trials of Mana, they, they it's a whole different right, translation right. game in there.
1: I, I thought you were talking about Dragon Quest three and Final no, Fantasy seven because they didn't do anything at all. No, no. Dragon
0: Quest three is, is from again, from what I've been told, it just doesn't visually look that great. I, I don't know. And Final Fantasy seven, yes, it's, again, a straight up, I think, PSP port maybe it's either that or the pc or mobile no might be mobile mobile port no even worse yeah so um i'm not sure i think people have this grandiose vision of final fantasy 7 and i think it's a little a little overrated in my opinion final fantasy 7 i'm not a big big fan of 7 i actually prefer 9 or 10 of the final fantasies no
1: you're you're right on that like 7 the problem with 7 is that it's so ugly uh, and hard to go back to. Mm-hmm. It's just atrocious. It's, yeah. it's one the polygonal
0: kind of. The, kinda, it, it's one of the first
1: RPGs on the PlayStation 3D. Um, is it 3D? Yeah. The characters are in 3D.
0: Right. The characters are in 3D, but I think that's where it kind of. It just doesn't. It doesn't have that lasting appeal like, a, say, a bit graphic or cel-shaded or anime type of aesthetic.
1: Well, look, look there there are other RPGs that also came out on the PlayStation and they realized that the PlayStation 3D capabilities were not up to par and they decided to go with yet more sprite yeah uh uh graphical presentation of the characters and of the world and lo and behold they still hold up and look pretty good. Right? Right? Symphony of the Night you can still play that and be like, yeah, all right, the graphics don't get them in the way. I'm, no, I'm, I'm enjoying. I'm having a good time. And they put in the 3D stuff way in the background. Yeah, yeah. Way in where the background.
0: It and it's just kind of got that, um, I forget what kind of that movement is. Uh, parallax, parallax scrolling. Yeah, parallax scrolling, um, which is which is perfect. Uh, yeah. I think it w- really works there. Uh, Grandi HD Collection, again, this is more just a kind of an up Uh, if you played the Grandi 1 and 2, kind of an up version of yeah. those. Um, and
1: and Grandi, it's an all right.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not. I think Dragon Quest Three actually is winning this contest right now. Oh, polling. wow! Um, you crazy people. And I think what's happening is there <laughs> there are a lot of Dragon Quest people out there. Um, how
1: how is Collection of Mana not winning this? Like, it, it should winning it, uh, be winning. It offers you the most.
0: Yep. At
1: the highest quality.
0: And uh, in my opinion, the better games. Uh, Secret. And it Man- has multiplayer. Like
1: how uh, co-op multiplayer? Like, what is wrong with you people?
0: Again, a popularity contest. But those yeah. are the um, the polls that we currently have as of this recording. We still have two more. We have uh, best audio, and then actually RPG of the year um, to go at that point. So, um, if you're wanting to get into this, check out our Twitter. Um, if you're getting into this late, you can always go on our website and find out what the results were um, at that point. So, SwitchRPG.com will have that all handled all right now i don't know if we're going to get to all that we were planning to get to um
1: let's speed through it i will keep my mouth shut no
0: you won't we know that can't <laughs> happen <laughs> um, but i did want to mention uh because this was pretty big um a lot of information we had the indie world pre- presentation yes um, yes we didn't have, I, you know, I'm always hoping for more RPGs, right? You know, that's kind of yeah. our thing here. Oh well, there uh, is, there is a few. There are a few. We, um, uh, maybe more than we thought. Uh, sequel to Golf Story, uh, we have Sports Story. Sports Story. Wicked weird, but kind of cool. I mean, it, it combines golf. It combines like I saw uh, in the clip there. There was like somebody throwing a cinder block and somebody hitting with a baseball bat. It,
1: yeah, they had they had uh, tennis. They had uh, volleyball. Those, those maybe. Like a, they had soccer, uh, well, the volleyball, but the person kicked the volleyball, right, like, right. bicycle kick style, as if it were soccer. Yeah, so, so. it's
0: got, it's got, it's blending everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm really interested to see It even see has how,
1: like a, a dungeon that you can puzzle solve Yes, yes, yes. At the very
0: least. So, I mean, who knows what they've concocted here. Yep. Um, and I think, actually, it's Switch exclusive. Yep. um so really cool uh golf story sequel uh who would have thought right um sports and, story I'm sorry, yes, a sports story yeah. thank you uh and then we have uh monster hunter Nah. well <laughs> nah. it's uh, it's uh, dauntless okay you dauntless
1: have, you have western's take on monster hunter
0: you don't sound so uppity up on this
1: dauntless look, nothing because kudos, is this... kudos to other people trying to take on monster hunter it's been done before, but Like, even though Monster Hunter is very intimidating and obtuse and has lots of, like, systems that could potentially be streamlined and taken out. Like, they're in there for a reason. Mm -hmm. And it does add to the game and to the world. Dauntless is a much more... there you go saying that phrase again it is a simpler take on the monster Hunter. Again, it, it boils it down uh, to i like the to the use basis. more
0: i like to use the word accessible so your casual people can really get into
1: It's sure accessible and simple are the same thing it's still simple uh, okay. All uh, right.
0: We're saying the same thing.
1: It, you're doing you're doing the the core stuff of rolling. Like you look at the enemy, the, the enemy boss that you're engaged with. You're identifying you know the the cue of whatever attack it's going to do next. You're trying to recognize and identify the animation cue that's playing out. That's going to result in whatever attack uh, that it will does, then yep. uh, follow up with. And you're going to either block or dodge or run away from said attack, or absorb it in a way that you can, you know, do like uh, super armor or whatever, and do an attack uh, through that, or try to figure a way to interrupt. Right? These are like just action combat systems 101, and you're doing that against a big giant creature monster thing. So they have like boiled down the essence of monster hunter stripped out lots of the complexity yeah and look some of the complexity of monster hunter could be stripped could be stripped out i'm okay with that but in the process they lose a lot of the depth and they also just don't nail the execution of the action now i gotta play on the switch to sort of figure out if it plays like all the other uh, you know, like the PC version, or if it plays worse. So you played. You played. I the doubt P- it's gonna play better. Did
0: you play the PC version? Yeah. All right. So if you've played that experience, the Switch version um, will most likely be a similar experience, except for in the hub town. um, it's a little bit stuttery at the moment. That can be yeah. proved upon. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, the game just released, so they kind of just dropped uh yeah, drop it, this it's gonna play
1: the same and the fact that it is a free to play that's the part that holds it back from actually standing up against you know the the tried and true monster because the monster sure. doesn't nickel and dime you it doesn't sort of uh gate you uh Progress-wise, with like a stamina system or whatever crazy uh, free-to-play mechanics that exist these days, yep. like it just gives you the content, and the only way you progress is if you get better. If you don't get better, then you won't progress, and and you can't get better through loot because your progress is your loot. Not only is it your skill, but it's also your loot. So mm-hmm. it's like you gotta kill the monster first. So that means you have to get better first before you can get the gear that makes you better, set-wise. It's great. Monster Hunter is just fantastic. It's it's like the Dark Souls of boss, <laughs> boss fights. It's just awesome.
0: I, I agree. I think Monster Hunter is the ultimate experience, yeah, no yeah. doubt about it. But Dauntless, honestly, I I played it. I actually enjoyed my time with it. I Very little time I played with it. I yeah. enjoyed it. A lot of the microtransactions, while there are some boost packs and things like that, um most of them were cosmetics, so, so it really didn't uh interfere with with gameplay in my opinion
1: that's that's the part that that does get in that does get in my way is is those microtransaction y type elements it's, Yeah. i I never liked how they're implemented, even if they are cosmetic because uh it'll always result in something else, and no matter what they design those games to be grinded out over and over again. Now, monster hunter is also very, very grindy. I know all about the grind in monster hunter, but at the very least, I just stopped playing monster hunter. Uh, (laughs) And, and not only that, but in Monster Hunter, they dangle like whatever new monster is. But once you sort of go through and beat all the monsters, you're pretty much accomplished. You don't have to grind out the latest, uh, the best possible you know, gems to socket into your weapons or anything like that. You can just beat the last monster, and then you're done. It's probably the same thing to say for this game as well, but you know, it's free to play. So you know there's some dirty tactics going on there.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a possibility, but would you say there's dirty tactics in Path of Exile? Look, uh
1: they uh Bethesda. Ha ha ha. ha oh, boy. They said that they weren't going to do dirty dirty for you to play oh, stuff. Oh, you're talking with uh, Or transactions and salt Yeah, they cer- they certainly And they did. did.
0: Yeah, they certainly did.
1: So, like like well, just you because w- it's in there, I know that something dirty's going to happen afterwards.
0: Um so this is you being short-winded. Uh so moving yeah. on. <laughs> 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 moving on. Did you want to check the battery on that? I see a flashing.
1: Oh, it's good. It's, it's going. It's flashing. It's flashing?
0: Red. Or is that the record button? That's the
1: record. Could be the battery. Let's, let's expedite. Expedite. <laughs> yeah. We're aware, and we know it hasn't quit on us yet.
0: Okay. So, moving on, we have uh, Dreamscaper, uh, which is an action roguelite RPG.
1: Was this shown during the presentation?
0: This was definitely shown during the presentation.
1: I must have, like, snoozed.
0: I don't know what you did, um, but I, I, I'm not sure what to really think of this. I'm, I'm not. It's got procedurally generated stuff, so I'm not sure what to think about it. Um, it's. I like the the overarching story the narrative on it it's basically her her nightmares or her dreams
1: oh yeah 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 you go to sleep and then you wake up in a new like procedurally generated world
0: right 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 so it's got it's got interesting angles and i think every time you uh it's got different uh maybe different items in every dream that you have that can carry over um it's got a unique art style i think this is the game that i was looking at and i thought ashen you know how we referenced it in that card uh grand guilds the card game this one the characters look like they got that kind of that blank look on their on the faces this is the this is the one i was thinking of but uh i don't know if we have a date on this at all but it is available the demo is available on steam if you're interested in uh,
1: playing it i got a question for you do you think binding, uh, binding of isaac is a rpg
0: i never never played it. It's a roguelike. I, I know. It's a roguelike. I have no opinion on it. I've never played it. I don't know much about it. You're trying to bait me into something. Yeah. I know like, you
1: are. <laughs> I'm not sure why we're talking about this game when it's when it doesn't even advertise itself as an RPG.
0: Well, I think you're you're looking at the Steam uh, heading. Or, or categories. The categories are there. There there
1: can be multiple than just those I, five I understand that are listed that.
0: there. Maybe they didn't check off the RPG box.
1: Because maybe they don't think it's an RPG. It looks like an action game, a roguelike action game. Okay. That's what it looks like. Uh, if there is a you know a bigger world to explore or, or some, some degree of meta-style mm-hmm. overworld element with NPCs and quests to pick up and stuff like that, if it has those elements, then, yeah, I'd be like, You are an RPG, or you should at least have RPG tag associated with your game.
0: (laughs) All right, so check out Dreamscaper. Let us know if you think it's an RPG or not. Uh, (laughs) So next game, uh, the last game I wanted to kind of talk about is a game called Supermash.
1: Oh, man, the chameleon. Did you see this game? It happened.
0: This is a game that takes two games, two game types. Two genres. Yeah, two genres, um, mixes them up procedurally this is amazing that they could even do this this boggles my mind
1: it's got to be more than just two genres i i'm guessing maybe you can have an input because it provides you with a hashtag not not a hashtag but like a a little i guess six digit uh code of sorts that Mm -hmm. you can use a seed no that's the proper term so it gives you a uh, minecraft uh that you can give to other people so that they can play the same mashup that you got uh so it makes me wonder if not only are you picking the two genres but you can also pick the art style okay uh so like 8-bit 16-bit
0: oh yeah 3d because
1: yeah because the art styles did change a lot oh yeah oh yeah and uh look at uh mario maker right Mm -hmm. it does that right it does the different art styles with the same thing so yeah this is impressive yeah, very impressive. So
0: when I saw that, it, I forget what game it was mashing up or what z- genres it was mashing up, but it was whatever and J- JRPG.
1: Yeah, not <laughs> so, not just RPG, JRPG, JRPG specifically.
0: So I mean, I mean, they, I mean, everyone's everyone's, um, I guess what everyone calls a JRPG. I think they went traditional. When I saw it, it looked like kind of a yeah. traditional turn-based yeah. type of game. Um, so it's it just kind of cool that you could that this was this is even a thing. I, I was I was blown away by it when I when I saw it, and I don't uh, for for some reason I don't see much talk about it on on the interwebs, which is kind of surprising because I think this is a very unique yeah idea.
1: I am super excited for it, and absolutely this <laughs> what will be funny. Is if they nail this so hard, right, right? Uh, right. Like if they act absolutely execute. I'm talking like they get like uh, eights and nines, and maybe even an average that's ninety percent or sure. higher. Mm-hmm. Right, if they nail it imagine what would happen at the game awards imagine like death stranding forget about it right, it's right. going to be super mash super mash for every, every single, single genre it could be
0: right that'd be, insane. <laughs> that'd be awesome uh, so yeah this this was a very interesting and even in our discord like not many people were talking about this i was like where is the talk for yeah. Supermash. I mean, I understand the like the people like who like Dauntless or Sports Story or whatever. I mean, that makes sense. But Supermash, this is, like, incredible. I
1: am totally going to Supermash. All right, all right. Look, look, what are you going to pick for Supermash? I already have mine. Mine is probably going to be Fighting Game, JRPG. Okay, yep. And yep. I am hoping for Tales of Destiny-style <laughs> combat system. I'm hoping that's what comes up or I, some, some Tales of I don't even know. Style.
0: That, I mean, it's just... There's, it's just i can't even think of a of a of a match because there's just just the like i said there's the fact that this is even a thing i can't even comprehend what other genres could like could we see i don't know fishing in rpg i mean i know that's actually yeah. a, a thing but do they is it that
1: i don't want to say sports in rpg or yeah, JRPG. we just talked about yeah, it we right? just talked about it so oh, but man. man uh like racing
0: Racing and you know r- racing's in j- argument. racing and JRPG racing
1: like, JRPG.
0: How the how the heck do you even do that? I have no clue, man.
1: <laughs> but can
0: they do Your it?
1: Your car is the weapon. You are the car. <laughs>
0: yeah, like what? Do, what do you even do?
1: <laughs> Your options is speed up hit the brakes as right, a, like right. a defensive action what's your attack
0: your attack mean. is step on the gas that's it just go ramming
1: for it. speed <laughs> that's an ability ramming speed
0: it's crazy <laughs> um so that was the uh, the indie world presentation in the west because it was actually indie the- Pre- Indie World presentation in Japan that, oh. again, not many people knew about or talked about. There were a, a lot of different games that were uh, discussed in that one. Yeah, I missed that. A lot, actually, that were missed. So, Sakuna uh, of Rice and Ruin, uh, which is an exceed game, was... Um, Ooh, XSEED. <coughs> excuse me. Um, a lot more uh, gameplay was shown of that. Uh, and then we have Eastward, which I'm really excited about. Um, Eastward is another title it's a 16-bit i i would say it's very reminiscent of secret of mana but it's kind of in this post-apocalyptic world uh so eastward and then we have also oh eastward they've they've shown yeah yeah but Uh, we got more more footage of it uh Uh, and then again additional footage of a sports story is this the rice one that's sakuna um of rice and ruin yes which I did play. It is side-scroll action yep. with RPG elements. Yep, um, played that at E3. It was it was quite uh, quite fluid in in the movement. Um, it felt really good control controlling it. Um, but yeah, not many people know about the Indie World presentation in Japan that showed a lot more games. Yeah, uh, that may or may not make it to the West. But the, for the RPGs, it was Sukuna of Rice and Ruin, Eastward, and Sports Story. Again, all additional footage on all of them.
1: D- They also showed off a lot of games that we already knew about or we already have access to, like Killer Queen Black or in the Blind
2: Forest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So um, also the Game Awards that is coming up on the 12th, they are actually having a digital consumer event. Yes. On the 12th, uh, which basically means we have access to some games for our demos uh, for free. I think it's for two, three days something like that. And um, again, it's kind of a limited time. It's, I think what they're trying to do is just get people into some of these games and, and they're not even games that are involved in the awards. Cause I know, for example, the game that I just mentioned that I'm really excited for Eastward is one of them. So I will definitely be giving that a shot. <laughs> uh, so just know that that's available. I'll have that link in all descriptions. Okay. Okay. Now we have upcoming RPGs, December 12th, we have Cardpocalypse, December 13th, Event Horizon Space Defense, December 17th, Rift I believe Cardpocalypse, we just released a review on that. Uh, I'm not sure about the others, but I know Riftkeeper. We, if you're looking for a game preview, we have a game preview of that on the YouTubes. You oh, can, man. You can make your decision on that. That's why we have the game previews. We just yep. show it. There's no commentary. You like it. You <laughs> don't like it. It's up to you for you to decide. Uh, and we also have a game preview of Carpocalypse as well. Uh, are we skipping this one? I think we're going to skip that one. We have two YouTube questions. Did you want to talk about it?
1: Uh, it's up to you. It's up to me. Up why is it up to me? I Look, I, I, I like covering it. Li, I like breath. Or, I just okay. like All right. covering everything. Possible. Here we go. YouTube
0: oh. question. Um, hey. We actually have two, uh, which I did not put on there. I thought I did. You're welcome. <laughs> Reich Hen um, at YouTube says, Hard to read UI and miniature fonts in portable mode. Uh, for example, he, he states, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, Dark Dungeon, etc. Why are developers ignorant? <laughs> Will they learn, especially now as we have the Switch Lite, which is always portable. So these, these portable games... Yeah, They have, you know, not a messy UI, but just they have a UI with a lot of text. Uh, text-heavy text UIs.
1: Yeah, and, and the font sizes are a little bit too low, or it's a little bit too uh, not running as clearly as it could. Look, Fire Emblem Three Houses, its text size in portable mode is not that bad. Uh-huh. There are way worse games than that one. For example... Xenoblade. That game is almost impossible to play in handheld.
0: I could play it in handheld. It is uh it's a little sluggish in handheld and blurry as far as even the gameplay.
1: And that font is small.
0: Right. And there's a lot of it. That's that's the problem. Uh so I I think also uh, a design choice that was kind of I guess they could have changed is the contrasting between the the text UI and the background. If there's no contrast in there it's very hard to read it. So if yep. you're in a darker environment, it's not bad. But when you're outdoors, um, with kind of a really uh, like a sunny area, I guess that's when it really becomes difficult. So the contrasting is is, a, is problematic. And in a JRPG like that, you're gonna have a lot of text. Yep, it's it's that's they, what you're gonna have. <clears throat> but,
2: but
1: this person is right. Like devs should include and they're starting to not just with not just because the switch is portable and has a very small screen but they're also doing this for like other consoles major games too i forgot which games they were but they just released updates for these major games that increased the font size I had uh you could sort of step sliders. through sliders yeah yeah,
0: yeah. um I think if, if developers could just keep in mind, you know, obviously UI is an, is important in some games. Yeah. Just kind of streamline that a little bit. You know, really keep the important stuff up on the screen, that sort of thing. If you can kind of minimize what's, what's there, and maybe instead of uh, text, maybe just kind of graphically have something available.
1: Well, that... <clears throat> It's yep. hard because it ties into user experience design. Yeah, and yeah, sure, sure. Sometimes you want to put in as much information as you can. Sometimes you you gotta just give the user another button that they have to click to get right. to that information because you don't want to overload them.
0: Yeah, in it, it's this tough. Situation. Pl- it's tough playing a game like. 2 inches away from your face, you know. Yeah. Um, I would even say again this is one of my favorite games, uh, Divinity Original Sin. When you get into some of the the logs and the menus basically yep. it becomes really difficult to play that in handheld, but you got to remember that game was not meant to play on a small still screen not, like that's that.
1: That's not an excuse though.
0: Well, I mean if, if the if the game came out
2: That's
1: an explanation. It for is having an explanation,
0: but I mean w- w- why would they develop a game like that without ever having to deal with a switch they weren't gonna they didn't know that they would ever be developing for such a small screen they
1: had two years of switch development
0: yeah but they, they're not right but they're not gonna they're not gonna overhaul they could have done their, something they're not gonna overhaul their entire what
1: No, that's not the entire thing look you just you just increase the font size you. Right, that,
0: that's, it's it's not. called
1: it's called a scrolling text window or scrolling text box, mm-hmm. right? You increase the font size, you have to scroll down more.
0: And then you get this kind of a sliding, moving ticker type uh, ticker tape. No, type no, no, of no, thing. no. The vertical oh, slider. Right.
1: You get you have to scroll down more no, vertically.
0: Yeah, but I mean that looks hideous. So it, then it becomes a point of uh, you know visually does it look good or
1: it, it becomes hideous, but you can read it. <laughs>
0: You can read it. <laughs> i think that is ugly as sin but
1: <laughs> give it give it user's choice add one more option to the to the options menu okay font size if
0: you want ugliest uh, ugly as sin you can make it ugly look, as look, sin
1: the uh <laughs> the games i'm eventually going to review um uh not boulders gate uh plantscape torment yep. and uh, that other one that i really <laughs> don't like uh both of them had the option to play around with the font size
0: but again, yes, they did ultimately come on the switch and they had some of that development time. Yeah. But then again, you're looking at completely overhauling uh UI and that. Those
1: old school games from like
0: Way back in time. Way
1: back in time, the the pre two thousands that got ported to the Switch yep. from a PC port. Yep. Like okay. they included sure. increasing and decreasing the font size. Did they? Yeah, it's in uh, it's in both of them separately.
0: Right. All right. You well, can, they, they,
1: you can increase and decrease uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure what to tell Iceland. you. Icewind
0: Dale, that's the other. Icewind Dale, that's right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I think it. Obviously, ultimately, it's up to the developer and what they want their final, uh, you know, product to be. Yeah. Um, whether, or not they wanna, um, whether or not they want to. Whether or not they want to. You know have that sort of option and make yeah. their you know because it, it ultimately reflects reflects on their product they don't want something that where you can increase the font size to something absolutely ridiculous doesn't need
1: to be ridiculous you're taking it a little bit too far but i mean you know doubling the font size you're gonna potentially double the amount of vertical uh scrolling they have to do but you know what that's fine yeah you don't have to increase the size of the text box. You yeah. can just increase the size of the font, increase the vertical scroll size, and you're done.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I think in a type of game like Divinity, a lot of it's very text heavy, so yeah. maybe some of it could be some of that could be utilized. But as far as UI on 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 the main screen, um, you know, it is kind of small there as as well. I,
1: I think with Divinity, a big issue is how they do their dialogue choices. But once again, it's the same dialogue choice system that Icewind Dale and landscape mm-hmm. torment and other crpgs have where it's you know press one for this sentence and right, press right, two right. for that and three for that so and landscape torment you want to talk about options wow some dialogues are like nine options that you can choose <laughs> from it's insane
0: <laughs> insane um, but again also in divinity you have kind of like profile pictures and then Right on the side of the profile pictures, you have uh, conditions or buffs or things like that. Those are even even smaller than the profile, the player icons. Yep. And trying to decipher those sometimes can be a real big problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To see what status effects you have on yourself. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely UI is an issue in in some of these games. But I, we also did have another question from Dan Shine on YouTube. Do you think a Switch Pro is inbound? for next year absolutely this this is a multi multi multi-faceted question oh what's the other parts um so
1: do you want to just tackle that one first
0: yeah we can we can go for that i think um a switch pro would be great i don't think we're gonna get it
1: it's happening look a switch pro is definitely happening i think the switch is going to be a uh a console that's going to stay around for the long run kind of like an apple whatever iphone ipad thing it's going to be very much like an ipad Except better because it's modular, so yeah. you don't need to buy new Joy-Cons, you don't need to buy a new dock, you don't need to buy a new uh, what-have-you. You just buy a new core system, which could potentially be cheap, because yep. you're not buying everything else that goes along with it. You're not buying new cables and power and all that stuff. Uh, so, yeah, this, they, the brilliantly designed Switch is made specifically to be upgradable because of how modular
0: the system is. Right right. And, and kind of in the same line, um, can the switch compete with a PS5 Xbox Scarlet? So if you' if you're increasing the power of the switch, which is kind of already behind in terms of what the PS4 and the Xbox 1x is, sure. um, can the switch pro make that jump to compete with the PS5 and the Xbox one Xbox Scarlet?
1: Uh, yes, it can. Uh, you want to know why? Because the Switch Pro, whatever you want to call it, is not going to aim for 4K or even 1440p. It's going to still try to aim for 1080 because not all games run at 1080.
0: And hey, not even that. I think not everybody has a 4K TV.
1: Yeah. And and here's the big thing uh, when you're talking in terms of like terafloppies and whatnot. Uh, when you're doing 4K 60, uh, that is a significant amount more processing, significant amount more processing that you need than 1080, 60, or 1080, 30. Like, fundamental... tiers more uh you know processing on the degree of like 10 times yeah, it's more multiplitude of yeah I just make up a word a magnitude greater multiplitude multiplitude i like that <laughs> word We're gonna go with that so yes it can and also know that there is diminishing returns when you get into uh these super high teraflops that we've been in as you've noticed right like games haven't gotten that much better looking than the previous gen and the previous gen wasn't that much of a leap over the previous gen and that it was because of the hd the higher resolution yeah, yeah, yeah. but guess who has been benefiting off of high resolution for years and years and years the pc
0: gaming right yeah, right.
1: pc gaming has been doing hd resolutions but that's forever.
0: also a, a big monetary t- uh, sink. uh in the pc gaming universe uh no um comparatively to consoles i think so
1: I suppose. I mean, PC games were fifty bucks for I'm a talking, long I'm time. I'm talking
0: the actual rigs themselves, the actual PCs. Themselves. Yeah,
1: yeah, but you're you're also built. You're going to use the PC for other stuff, so mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe it's a it's a machine that can do a whole lot of other stuff, like browse the web. Do you need do something your, like that to browse the web and stuff like
0: I can browse I the web on my phone. I can do my taxes on my phone. I don't need a. Sure. I don't need a $1,500 sure, But, you ring. know, what? I
1: can do all of those things that you can do on your phone way better on my PC <laughs> and way faster on my PC. Okay. And, and be, I got a full keyboard here that I don't need to struggle over. I can copy and paste. I can send files. I can do so much more
0: on pc you could make bulleted lists like we discussed exactly yeah (laughs) i
1: with one button on my pc i made a bulleted list that uh
0: i could not do on my phone (laughs) yeah whatever i i think in terms of competing you were talking about uh power i think in terms of competing um yes they can because of the first party games i think that's what's always going to differentiate all of these consoles are first-party games. Well, that,
1: that's what you're talking about. It's competing on a different level. I, I am talking about just raw horsepower. Yeah, right. It can be done just because all developers are are already known to just scale with different, power, uh, different degrees of performance uh, for different hardware. More and more developers are developing as if they were developing for a PC. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then kind of in the what I was just talking about, will third parties keep wanting to work with an underpowered machine, in quotes, such as the Switch? Uh, I think when they see sales numbers like they see with Switch, um, yeah, they're going to keep wanting to do it because yeah. it sells. Even there are bad games that are selling um, that are yeah. kind of buggy kind of messes. Bad. Yeah, so um, I, I think... I think people yeah when they see those sale numbers they're going to they're going to want to make games for the yeah, system.
1: And 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 it's where you determine the acceleration's coming from. Right now more third-party developers are accelerating towards bringing their game over to Switch, not less. It's not slowing down. It's right. actually speeding up. So and that And the demand you know. is there. And the demand is there. Witcher 3 just got on switch right that's a big deal (laughs) that is a huge deal uh do these games are they gonna look great nope they are not gonna look great but they will run on switch and at some point and nintendo has done this already with the new nintendo 3ds they will uh put a hard bar that says you know for this game right it'll just say on the box or whatever won't run on Switch 1.0, must run on Switch 2.0 and greater, Mm -hmm. whatever it is that they call the Switch Pro.
0: Yeah, okay. I really hope they don't make that kind of delineation where, you know, Return of Samus will only play on the new 3DS or 2DS. Nintendo
1: wouldn't do that. But they will allow third parties to do that. I mean, granted, they did do it for Xenoblade, so yeah. Who knows?
0: I don't know. Yeah, it is a potential out there, but they'd be yeah. they'd be risking a lot of potential uh, consumers well, because there's so yeah. many Switches already out there.
1: I can see that happening with third parties. I can't see that happening with the Nintendo products, but I can see that happening with a Switch Pro Two, right? Okay. So the third iteration of the Switch, I can easily say them say. Uh, uh, gating off
0: yeah. certain games, yeah, not all, that. but
1: certain games gating off the uh, the first gen Switch, yeah. In, I mean in that's so only running on second gen Ford. Right,
0: that's so far down the line. I mean, I can't even. I'll be like a million years old by then.
1: Yeah, that'll be like four years from
0: now. I can't handle that. Um, and then his last uh, kind of question. Also, did you guys try the new optional Witcher Three patch? Is it optional? Maybe because it's kind of a lot of space. I'm not to sure. download, probably. Yeah, optional patch for the Switch. Game runs so much better. It's kind of crazy. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Dan. Um, I have not tried it. I don't have Witcher 3.
1: I don't have it either uh, on Switch. I do have it. Um, I look forward to seeing what Digital Foundry uh, is going to point out about that, because you know they're going to cover it.
0: Well, they covered it initially, so it would be interesting to see That's compar- what I'm saying. Yeah, comparatively yeah. They, how, they- how it uh
1: yeah, they have done that. They have gone to games that have gotten a performance patch of some sort and reevaluated the results. Yeah. And already the initial results of the Switch was actually pretty promising. So yeah, they they will reevaluate it, and it will probably do. Uh, and, and I I wouldn't be shocked if the game performs and looks better.
0: I think it's probably a sizable patch, which probably means you know it's already at thirty two gigs so that's pretty substantial so to add on another kind of quality and h uh, not hd but kind of a graphical upgrade type of thing yeah. it's probably a you're probably looking at a large up, update
1: well i don't think that's going to be the issue uh when it comes to just downloading large updates and whatnot that's not the problem for devs. The problem with devs and, and having large game files is the cartridge size. They've already bypassed that with a patch, so if they can install more stuff on with the patch, then they don't really care.
0: And The Witcher has one of the largest... I think they're the only... The, are they the only ones with a 32-gig card?
1: Uh, I, I don't know if they're the
0: only ones, but... All right. well, one I, of the few. Yeah, one of the very few. And so, I mean tend to add on another update so if you downloaded this game completely yeah you're you're looking at a you need to upgrade your sd card that's for sure
1: yeah or just delete those old games you know you're not playing
0: (laughs) delete them you don't need them all right now did you want to go over what we worked on earlier yeah let's do it all right um unless you don't want to i mean we could save this
1: we could save it but it's the end of the year.
0: It is in the year. All right. So what we're going to talk about is the definitive top. Death. Innovative. Death. Innovative. This is what you want to call <laughs> it. Top five, maybe even 11 or 12 of our Switch RPG. This is kind of our definitive list yes. of the games that RPGs that came out this year.
1: And we're going with top five. So let me just
0: section off. Oh, here you go. Your bullets now. I, look, uh, it made it easier. So what we did is we, uh, we each came up with our own top five, and we kind of determined the score.
1: We point ranked yep. each one.
0: And then we kind of meshed them together. Yeah. So this is just Johnny and my top five. Now, this is kind of separate from the SwitchRPG.com stuff. This is just ours. This is
1: we our do our combined, own thing. Our brainchild <laughs> of what we think is uh, the best of the year.
0: I think it's a pretty good list. With the exception of one. <laughs> uh, All right. Let's get... Let's just... Let's. You want to start at the bottom. Let's absolutely start at the bottom. All right. So we have a total of 11. All right. Well... We're going to eleven. I thought oh, it was top five. I what is our top five? I we're going number five. No, we're going with the bottom, bottom, and then we got our top five. Oh, from I want it because I wasn't
1: working away. These up. are
0: kind of honorable mentions. I really want to discuss, right, not discuss right, these, but crazy
1: as the honorable mentions. Okay, well, free, if we're doing that, then we have a number twelve that we didn't actually insert here yet. We do have a number
0: twelve. We can I can say it. Our number twelve. You want to say Yeah. It? Nino Cooney.
1: Oh, then we have a number thirteen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <what laughs> We have a number thinking? thirteen? See, remember,
1: remember we couldn't think of this and then we're like oh, yeah, that is a game that came out and it is a huge game
0: that we actually missed. What is it? See wait, wait what am I missing? <laughs> Do we put this at number 13 or number 12? Tell me just tell me the game Gotta catch them all. Oh <laughs> All right, so I Don't know this was an omission on both I of I would ours. definitely
1: put Pokemon above Nino kuni.
0: Okay, so we all right. You're right um, So we don't have Nino Cooney on this list and we don't have Pokemon Sword right. and Shield. So
1: number 13 honorable mention will be Nino Cooney. Okay. Wrath of the White Witch.
0: And this is for 2019, Wrath of the White Witch. And then at 12... Yep. Pokemon Sword, Sword and Shield. Shield. Okay.
1: And I saw the ending of that game, alright? And I saw that game being played for like the, the last like three hours, two to three hours, uh, leading up to the final battle credits roll and all that stuff. Alright, so... Mm. <laughs>
0: so neither of us even had this on our list
1: yeah because we don't have the game because it's another pokemon game that didn't do enough to change things up it did a lot
0: it did do a lot but just not not enough not earth-shattering type of stuff all right so number 11 it's a game i played a game i had on my list i don't think you had it on your list i did not all right dragon's dogma this is an older older game older game um came out in 1945 Dragon's Dogma. It is actually <laughs> It is a really, really good <laughs> Before game. Before
1: video games even existed.
0: <laughs> it is a really good game, and, and, and what was great about this is when it initially was released, it was released at a decent price. It was released, I think it was at $30. You could probably get it cheaper now, yep. uh, but they did the right thing to kind of really push people on this. I love the combat. It feels heavy. It feels weighted. Um, as opposed to the witcher three where it's a little light and airy i don't feel like those attacks are a little heavier i just i prefer the the combat in dragon's dogma i think the story's good i will say that the environments kind of not blend together there there's not a lot of variety in the environments although i do like the story in dragon's dogma i really really like this game
1: yeah no uh, I want to get into it. I waited for reviews to come out, and I know it's based on the older version. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a uh, was they for PC they made a better version of Dragon's Dogma. that's what this one's based off of is the better PC version. maybe it's not PC. maybe it's a different console, but it's not the initial. Dragon's Dogma. It's the sort of reworked, patched, fixed a little bit here and there version. I forget what version.
0: The, I, we just have on here Dragon's Dogma. I think there's yeah. actually like an extended title on exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. I'm yeah. not sure what it is, yeah. but uh, Dragon's Dogma, I definitely recommend playing this. Yeah, um, I can stand behind that. Yeah. Uh, next, did we have this on? Our, no. Number I, I, 10. I, this is, again, just me. I'm all alone yeah, here. All you. Uh, Final Fantasy XII. I think this is uh, definitely a one to play if you're into Final Fantasy games. Although it and is sleeping. one of and sleeping yeah. <laughs> although it, it is one that kind of broke the mold for fin- final fantasy games so yeah. traditionally they were always you know turn based uh and then this one's kind of went went a little rogue uh, and went kind of uh, active time battle-ish kind of uh
1: it's real time but they're
0: there's cooldowns
1: and yeah, yeah. It, it's it's an auto combat yep. so it's effectively turn based but things Things are automatically happening, so you have to queue it up.
0: And I will say that initially when this game came out, um, I I still have my original PlayStation 2 copy. Um, I literally played it once. I despise this game. I really hated it because I was in, again, I was a little old school, so I liked my traditional Final Fantasies. And when this came out, it was very different, although now I I really appreciate it because I think this kind of spawned off. A lot of other games. I would even say it spawned off the combat in Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, so it spawned off a lot of other uh, creations out there.
1: This is a great big granddaddy of a whole lot of awesome games, and uh, it it's definitely a great game. Uh, it's a little dated in in archaic in some of the, the ways that you play it. Uh, I still do not like how you sort of roam around the world and interact. Uh, the world isn't fully or it's not seamless whatsoever and no. the zones that you're roaming through mm-hmm. are relatively small
0: and the, yeah the corridor
1: the, and there's a lot of corridoring and and some of the worlds that are multi that comprise of multiple zones they have to that are non seamlessly connected to one another some of these environments are huge and thankfully they added in a speed up option so you yeah. can increase the game speed uh, so you can like really quickly get through these areas. That really helps. This also has the the twelve zodiac stuff that they added to it. So there's they change things up. This is better than the than twelve my, the yeah, original twelve.
0: It's better than no my PlayStation 2 it. version for there's sure. There's
1: more stuff in there. There's better graphics in here. This is they for uh the PlayStation version or the uh Xbox uh one version they did stuff and then they added even more stuff and this one is sort of the definitive version of those things. This mm-hmm. is one of the best iterations of Final Fantasy 12 that you can get period. So it is a quality entry even though it's at number ten, it is quality.
0: Yeah. So, like you had said with the corridoring, it, it has a great narrative. It's got a great story. So, definitely recommend that. Uh, and then we have number nine again. I'm all by myself here. This was this was my my vote. yeah, Atelier Ryza. This is actually a really beautiful game. Now, I don't put it beautiful in terms of where some some environments of Xenoblade Chronicles Two are and The Witcher Three are. But I I feel like this is an, a a really good beautiful game now i will also crisp. say yes very crisp i will also say that it is it is a little more expensive uh so the entry point for price is is a little higher than i would i would say because it's not a in in our world atelier may be a recognizable name yep but in in terms of Maybe some casual people who just want to get into these types of games—they will look at this and be like, "I don't recognize this," and kind of just pass it off.
1: It. What do you mean by expensive? It's a. Is it a? $60 it's a full price
0: sixty-dollar game. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. you're look, okay with that. Yeah.
1: I am okay with, with, the quality yep. as long as the quality is there. I will pay the price because I recognize that in order for these niche types of franchises to exist, they need money backing of some degree because they're not going to sell as many copies yep do it don't lower your price i will pay for as long as the quality is there if the quality ain't there i ain't buying
0: it yeah well i think the quality is there i i recommend that everyone at least take a look at it see if it's something you're you're into and um yeah definitely take a look at it yeah number eight number eight I did not have this on my list.
1: It is on my list. Tales
0: my list. of Vesperia. Tales of Vesperia. Definitive edition. I think we've mentioned this in every single talking point today. This well, wasn't
1: mentioned in your list at no? all? Nope.
0: I did not have oh, this wow. on there. It wasn't. I, I definitely played this game. Yeah. Um, it, the the I like the story. The story's awesome. Yeah, I like the story. It's not like
1: Phenomenal, but it, it's really no, good.
0: No, I like the story. And um, I don't know. Just something. The character's really good. Something all. wasn't there. It just didn't it didn't drive me there and it's with another game that should be on my list and it's not on my list. It just, I couldn't, I, there was something, some sort of a wall there and I just couldn't get into it. How far did you get? I want to say I played, did you watch the tree blossom? I don't know what that means. Then you only played like two hours of the No, 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 no. no. I I definitely played, (laughs) I played more than that. I think I think I know what you're talking like one about. one of the first
1: things that happened. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. You I get it
1: out of the city. Yep. You go to, did you watch the stampede happen? Yep. All right, so the stampede thing happens, and then you go to the forest. Okay, And you yeah, fight yeah. the bugbear thing. Yep,
0: yep, yep, yep. I, I know what you're talking about. You it, take
1: the bugbear's claw. There's
0: a town, and the tree's up at the top.
1: There's a huge, the town is like surrounding the tree. Yes,
0: yes, 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 yes. All right, I so did the do the tree that. blossom. Yes. Did you make it to the port city? That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. You're
1: still in like the first like I know, five hours, but of I the can't.
0: Game. I can't get into it though. Wow. That's where I'm at. I'm in that. I'm at that port city where yeah. the, I think there's like a, a king or something that I have to kind of talk to or sneak into the castle or something. See,
1: the the story in that game actually doesn't get like interesting until you sort of resolve the first arc. And, and that,
0: that is at probably at what the 20 hour mark. It's right around, yeah, I would say the twenty to thirty I, hour I, mark. Yeah. So that hasn't gripped me enough.
1: Yeah. And so for and, me to push forward. And it's also just prior to that, probably about fifteen hours into the game, ten to fifteen hours into the game, when you learn about fatal strikes. Okay. And that that they kind of slowly uh, expand Incre- yeah, yeah. the combat system. And that game had um, the way they did their their item system. Really awesome. I really appreciated it, because you have to equip the items in order to learn a skill, or to be able to gain access to a skill, and then as you use the item over and over again, you gain, uh, I don't know, skill points, or or learning points, or whatever. Eventually, you master that item, which permanently gives you access to that skill, that you can then socket as part of your character build. So, it was a really cool system. It's not new. I think they did that system in Final Fantasy IX, uh, but to do that along with the crafting because then you are hunting down certain monsters to get certain crafting components that you then can make upgrades for certain weapons that give you access to better uh or different skills and stuff like that so it's a very it was a very deep Tales game it was also multiplayer and the first <laughs> tails uh that was hd and they revamped they built a new engine or a seemingly a new engine for that game mm-hmm. uh, compared to all the prior tale, to the tails games that came before that the combat was like a little bit slower i don't know why i'm talking this much about it. that game is awesome <laughs> if you have friends and, and you're looking for a co-op rpg Get that game. You will not be disappointed. That's my
0: problem. I have no friends yeah. that play RPGs. Um, but I will say the intro song, I absolutely love that intro song. Yeah. I actually co- I, I didn't cover it, but I, I learned how to play that song because I, yeah. I really liked it. Uh, but yeah, Tales of Vesperia falls to number eight. Maybe that's my fault. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, number seven, uh, we have uh, Bloodstained. Is on both of our lists? Yep. Bloodstained. Oh, wait. Nope. Nope, just on my list. Just on your list. <laughs> Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, and I will tell you why it's not on uh, my list is because the Switch version um, shipped broken. Uh, yep. Now they have dedicated their time to fi- fixing it.
1: Uh, they said that like uh, the day of Switch's release, or, or days. It was not the
0: day at, of because after. we we when I say we, me, we we waited a while for it. It was uh, one week. Okay, I have the physical version of that cartridge, yeah. and it's essentially useless because it needs to rely totally yeah. on updates. Yep. Um,
2: so because there was a game, updates.
0: there was a game-breaking bug that yeah. it shipped with. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think, I think, for in my opinion, this game just kind of shipped broken. Um,
1: Look, uh, there have been Nintendo games that have shipped with game-breaking bugs recently? that they had to uh not recently uh some potentially some recent i know fire emblem had at one point a game breaking bug fire emblem three houses it's off our list <laughs> it's off our list X it out. <laughs> they they then it was it was a patch that added it in and okay. then a patch well, that okay
0: was, th- that fixed that but that's thing. different that is different. That either. is very different.
1: Well, uh, what was it? Metroid Prime? Uh, not Metroid Prime. Um, Federation Force. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Uh, Other M. Metroid Other ah. M had a game-breaking bug, no and that it game. could only it could only trigger when you went through the exploration in a certain way, and I actually did that, <laughs> and, and I got that game-breaking bug, and I didn't want to send in my save file, so I had to restart the game from scratch.
0: I will say though that. I think there is a reason for that game-breaking bug or just the kind of the development mess that it was because it was initially kickstarted for yeah. the Wii U. Yeah. And, you know, the Wii U came and went really quick, and then they promised it over to the Switch. So maybe they had to change their well, they development went through, tactics.
1: They went through multiple teams to make that game. It was not a one team doing everything. There was... Uh, many hands know, were in it then. There were many hands, many core teams... Uh, you know, was uh, uh, eager there the whole time. Yeah, but you know, not not he can't do the whole game by himself. No, so. no, no.
0: But I will say that you know, visually it looks cool. I think I think the the combat mechanics are there. You know, re- very reminiscent of Symphony of the Night. I mean, everything is just there. It's just 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 I don't know. It just I just couldn't I couldn't vote for it. I couldn't do it.
1: I voted for it because the the uh, company and the developers said paid you. they paid you. They didn't pay me. They said <laughs> that they they promised they're gonna work on that above all the other systems, which is cool. First and foremost, exactly, which is cool. And I have faith in. They were confident, you know, five plus years ago when they did the Kickstarter that they were gonna deliver a awesome homage to Symphony of the Night. They did. They did. And uh, and they also stated with confidence that they were going to fix the Switch version. And I am just standing behind them because, you know, they held up one end of the promise. And it's just a matter of time. And they probably already did because we don't know because we don't have the Switch version.
0: I have the Switch version. Oh, you do have the Switch version? Yeah, I have the physical. So load it
1: up and why don't you hmm. could solve this answer for it. I'm Is just so
0: upset. You're full of spite. I'm so upset. I even cried a little bit to myself.
1: But look having it on there and mm-hmm. on our number
0: that's because you voted seven, it so high
1: <laughs> number seven that's fine
0: yeah yeah no 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 i think it's where it needs to be yeah uh number six number six the witcher three these are still honorable mentions honorable mention we honorable have the mention. witcher three as an honorable mention
1: honorable mention to our top five now the- <laughs> <And number six. laughs> this is
0: probably the witcher three is probably my top three rpg ever for me
1: yeah not for me though okay
0: um i i I love uh the story um behind the witcher um even reading the books i'm gonna be one of those book snobs um I, i love geralt his history his story backstory i love it all and The Witcher 3, whether or not it runs, um, you know, it, it runs. It, run, it runs well. Yeah. And like you had mentioned, Digital Foundry yeah. kind of did their thing. And they even came and said, you know, it runs best in handheld, but it runs pretty well.
1: It, it runs pretty well. but So I played the game uh, after they patched uh, some of the frame rate issues that were on the uh, PS4. And even then, the combat did not feel good. Uh, and this is me coming out of Bloodborne because yeah. <laughs> it was the same year as Bloodborne.
0: Well, with those type of games, those rely on, I mean, they're yeah. combat-oriented games. Yeah,
1: and I, I played Bloodborne first, and then I played through, uh, and I did not complete Witcher 3 because, man, the combat just not, did not feel as good as Bloodborne. It did not feel as good as any. Of the Dark Souls game.
0: Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, I was just going to say, you could it, say that for Dark Souls 3, uh, 1, or two. One,
1: 2. It's a very simple combat system. Mm-hmm. You have access to the same four spells. I think it's four, three or four
0: spells. I think it's three. It's been a little bit since I've played it.
1: Yeah, and, and you can augment them to a certain degree, and they do some uh, some different deviations as to what they do. And, you know, that that's cool and all that, but the fun, and you have the, the little crossbow thing crossbow uh,
0: thing yeah,
1: yeah old, <laughs> the pea shooter like pew, pew, pew. <laughs> but uh the game i don't know what it was it was it was more about a game to be immersed in uh rather than uh being having a fun combat system or mm-hmm. anything like that and i just didn't really care for the characters um
0: wow I, we have we have the total opposite yeah look on this game because yeah. i absolutely love the characters um, I think the world feels alive in my, oh,
1: it does. It does. I, some of the quests are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: it, it, I, 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 the, the quest lines, yeah. is. I mean, it became a little bit of Scooby-Doo-ish where, you know, you're doing a quest line and there's kind of like a twist, you know, but that's, that's in, even in the books that, that kind of happens. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I I don't know. I, I think the even the side quest, the meaningless side quest felt meaningful.
1: Yeah. But we are talking about Witcher 3 for the Switch. Right. Which, uh, to have this kind of big, giant experience when you already have something similar, uh, like Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. uh, big, giant, epic scale thing.
0: Yeah, right. I mean, it's they're both open world, but narratively, they're not on the same no, level.
1: They're not. But they're both on the level of immersion, getting yes, yes, the player yes. to feel like they're in a in a different world. And Breath of the Wild does it with a more minimalistic approach, and therefore giving you really spectacular combat, really spectacular performance uh, in most areas of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas in The Witcher, you know, it it's giving you like the immersion, but it's not giving you uh, and. With the switch, it's uh, that immersion gets hurt because graphically a lot of things are pared down a whole lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could, uh, yeah, but I mean, it is The Witcher Three yeah. on on the switch. Hey,
1: look, this is on number six. Yeah, no, and we're and we're scoring it based on the merits of the switch version, not on the merits of the game itself. It was on the merits of the game itself.
0: It'd be a little higher, maybe. It'd be, it'd be way higher, and it wouldn't be outside of the top right. five. And it's also it's also a port, so we kind of have to, you yeah, know, exactly, you know, knock it down a peg. And maybe. who knows how well the the patch has improved? Right. This. I, I would honestly, I wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, so now, our top five. Top five. The actual five. I'll let you introduce number five.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so this game, which belonged on so many of them polls, and there were so many of them polls that shouldn't have belonged there, and this game absolutely should have been on there. Cadence of Hyrule, Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Huh. <sighs> okay.
0: I, I oh. You almost have me, okay? You almost have me as, as there this. There is
1: character progression. There is NPCs. You get quest lines. There's a big, giant open world to explore. There are dungeons. They are procedurally generated. There are boss battles. How is this not an RPG? Okay. You have gear and equipment. You have a currency system that can that can uh, be used when you re-roll and do, go through the world again because of the roguelike elements that are sure, in there. Sure, sure, sure okay i mean i, I I'm, I'm talking a separate currency system from the rubies
0: right, right 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 i will have to get give another look at this game okay um is crypto the Neco dancer an rpg as well uh you, i mean they're essentially clones of each other no
1: they are close but this is very different from crypto it feels very much like a zelda game not so much well It definitely feels the core mechanics of the beat, rhythm, action, roguelike stuff is very much crypt crypt of the Necrodancer stuff, but... Uh, if you go at it playing this game and never knew what Cryptid and Necrodancer is, you'd be like, "Yeah, this is a really cool, weird Zelda game." All right. You, you would recognize that as being a Zelda game.
0: And, and there was a little bit of a discussion, very little bit, kind of a discussion on Twitter. <laughs> very and, long discussion. <laughs> not very Road long. The place. <laughs> well, we definitely we had one. one. Yeah, no, definitely. And we even
1: commented about this
0: thing. Yes, uh, Twitter discussion. I think it was for best. Was it? What was it for? Roguelike. Pro-glied. Yes, and they had mentioned where is... Uh, Crypto Dancer. No, no, it, where is uh, Cadence Viral? Uh, and I said it was not yep. an RPG. And yep. they kind of sent a, kind of a gift back at me, like, let's say, what? What are you talking about? And um, I'm going to give it a second look. Okay, I'll give yeah. it a second look. I'll come back with it. And it has co-op. Oh, here we go. I'm just saying, it has co-op. You dude. can play with your non-existent friends. Um, <laughs> so I will give it another look, see, and and I'll have to. I'll do a little bit of homework. Okay. Yeah.
1: But it's at number five. It's at number five. It barely made it onto the list. Look, that that game. If it was, if there was no question about how RPG it was, if there was no question, and I agree. It's it's a little bit of a. It takes a little bit of extra explanation to, to convince. But if it wasn't so hard of a, of, a, of a sell, then it would have been probably way higher on this list. I would yeah. argue well, if potentially I had spot three Ooh. or two Ooh, on this list. Wow. That's how good the game is. Okay. The game is Am I going to awesome. have to
0: buy this game? The
1: game is awesome. All right, it's
0: all right. just legit awesome. I, will, I, will, I have homework to do. All mm-hmm. right. Number four. Yep. I did not have this game on my list. You did not. I did not have
1: you it. you removed it from your list. I've removed for it. For weird reasons. No, well, yeah. No,
0: it's the same reason I had for Tales of Vesperia. What? Uh-huh. I didn't. I, you're looking at the same game, yes. You played.
1: A, I, we, you talked on this show. About. Multiple times about this game. Yeah. Dragon Quest XI. S. S. Yep. Echoes of Lucid Age, Definitive Edition.
0: I didn't put it on my list. Ridiculous title. <laughs> this is way too many words. <laughs> too um, but I didn't have it on my list. I just okay. I appreciate this game for what it is. Absolutely.
1: And you said you were having a good time. I was until,
0: until. it became yep. repetitive. There In my yep. opinion, it just became like all right. I feel like the story's going nowhere. How far did you get? Um, I want to say about ten hours. I it's basically the demo. Okay. I'm sorry. 10 hours is a substantial amount of time maybe not in terms of i agree Dragon i agree Quest 11s yes but 10 maybe even more i'm gonna say maybe 15 but even yeah. so that's I agree. A, 15 hours is a long time in order for me to know whether i like your game it or not. it
1: should not take longer than 10 to 15 hours for a game to get good the game should have gotten good hour one and i already mentioned this with my, my feelings on Persona 5. I've mentioned the counter to that, which is Xenoblade 2, which right. is a big, epic JRPG that got good hour one. It was good.
0: And it progressively got even better. And it in got my just
1: better and better and better, yeah.
0: And, and the pacing on this is just not there for me. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure what it is. It's just...
1: I will say this. Uh, so my brother has uh, this game on the PS4, and yeah, there was a lull. And then he he kept sticking through it because he's a very stubborn person, <laughs> and it's actually he the last notice update I got from him is that it's picking up again. It's get starting to get really interesting storyline. He, he's
0: probably at hour thirty forty. I don't know which hour he's okay. on. Well, that's but just I mean yeah. that's just too long. It is. But, eh, I mean I, I don't know. For me, it's just. I uh the music in it. I love the music. Yeah. Okay. I can't deny that the music the orchestral addition in there is is perfect and I love that part of it. Um, I like the look of it. I like the anime aesthetic. Yeah. I really don't mind that at all. Oh, I love it. I love it. I don't mind that
1: and the music's top notch. Yep. And they they went top notch quality on the production. So the reason why this is actually showing up on number four is because I pushed it up so high <laughs> even though I don't own it. I, I mean my brother has it on a different console, but I really, you know, I, I looked into. I played the demo on the Switch version. Sure. Uh, this game is absolute quality. It is a quality, quality-made game. It is a big, large, epic-scale RPG. Not intended for the adult connoisseur that is looking for something more mature. You can enjoy it if you are, but the target audience is, you know, you can tell it's more for kids. Or teenagers. That's fine, though. Everyone can enjoy it, but that's the target, right? So it, it doesn't surprise me that you're getting lost in it. it. It is a game that requires too big of a time sink, especially a big time sink for things to start getting good. Mm-hmm. However, kids, teenagers, have that time sink available to them. They don't mind.
0: I mean, I had the time. I, I mean, I played... Um through Fire Emblem, I had no issues with with that game. Fire Emblem's a much more
1: mature story than oh. <laughs> and Dragon Quest. No, I'll tell no, you.
0: D- no doubt about that. The opening
1: cutscene is
0: <laughs> some ladies stabbing the 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 dude nemesis. Yeah, right, right, yeah. That, that was, was awesome. That was awesome uh, on the <laughs> battlefield. But I mean, the time wasn't an issue for me. It's just, I, I guess maybe it is because I figured you know after hour twenty I should be. Into it. And I just wasn't. Yeah. yeah. And I just wasn't. Um but, but that's... Number four. Number four. Number uh, three. Number three. That's your pick. What do you mean? That's my pick. That is your pick. It was also but on you your list as well. You boosted the most. I boosted it the most I because, definitely boosted it too. Because I... This is my... This is my all-time favorite yeah. game, uh, Divinity: Original Sin Two. I mean, it's mentioned every week on this uh, on this podcast, yeah. and it will be forever mentioned on this podcast. Yeah. Um, it I'm,
1: is a phenomenal, phenomenal game. Whether it's a phenomenal Switch game, that's a different story. But in I, general, the I think game it is, is phenomenal.
0: I think it is a phenomenal Switch game um, because it is a game and, and that you can take on the go. If I ever want to, I don't. I really, I can take my story anywhere I want to with 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 no issues yeah. whatsoever
1: it has the cross save stuff uh there's multiplayer and i mean it's Divinity Original Sin 2, not only is it a great single player experience, it is an even better multiplayer experience because yeah. your party members can make decisions on stuff that can kind of screw you over and that's fun.
0: <laughs> that is fun. It is fun to mess it with each other. It doesn't
1: end the game. You can still <laughs> play through the game even though they made like they killed very important NPCs. You yeah. can still truck along and be like, oh, whatever.
0: Right, but that decision... <laughs> I'm the Red Prince. <laughs> but that decision is forever ingrained in that playthrough which, yeah. is, which is perfect. Um, so, I mean, we've talked ad nauseum about divinity yeah. original sin to you know get into it it's awesome all right uh number two and i think for the most part uh one and two are in agreement here for for the both of us yeah um yeah, i would say so well no you had yours a lot okay well yeah. these, these are my number one and two anyway yeah, so I, it looks like i won out anyway we, uh, we
1: both agree that that number two <laughs> belongs on this list we just don't agree on where the the ranking yeah but you know i'm happy with the top five as it results because i did squeeze in cadence of hyrule
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm happy with that uh number two children of morta yeah children of morta is one of my kind of uh not even not a guilty pleasures that's the wrong word for it just one of kind of your game that
1: it's your latest fling.
0: Yeah, it is my latest fling. I can't stop playing it. it is it's a so, crush. You're it crushing is so, hard. It is so, so good, man. <laughs> it is, like, I, I love the narrator, like he like his grumbly voice. Oh, I love it. It's so it's, good.
1: It's simple and good, and I it like is, the, it's got a very good loop to it, where you just go through the dungeon, yep. you die, but you're kind of okay with that, because that means you can spend that gold that you've earned through that run. Right,
0: and, and that's the thing and i mean typically i don't like roguelikes because of the uh, they're um they're obtuse they're a little start from square they're zero they're very again. mean they're yeah. very mean and this is not very mean no. this is kind of your roguelike experience but almost more it's more action uh, rpg oriented yeah um it's and and i love the the story um in there um because again a lot of times with roguelikes they're very Episodic, their their stories aren't really there, but this one has, I think, a really decent story behind it.
1: Yeah, has has a nice narrative. It it continues forward, and it's there's a lot there, and you you're kind of wondering because it seems like they're triggering these elements off off of seemingly meaningless runs. Yep. But yet more story developments happen, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm also a bit worried if they're going to run out because I'm getting a lot of story development. Right.
0: You're wondering what's going to, in the end game, yeah. what are they going to show me?
1: Yeah. Because I know, like, I have, I'm have, i still in, uh, you know, one area and there's still, like, more major areas. And these areas have sub areas within them. Yep. And you're still trucking along on these and you know that there's more later on. And yet you're still getting, like, a good chunk of story delivered to you on things. So it's it's. A really good action roguelike RPG.
0: Yeah. It's really good. Definitely recommend this one. Um, Number one. Number one. It's a game we haven't mentioned yet. Hell yeah, we've mentioned this so many <laughs> <Ever>. times. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty obvious. Fire Emblem Three Houses. I mean, by
1: a landslide. It
0: is really by a landslide.
1: It uh, almost doubled the previous <laughs> points. <It's... laughs> well, it, for
0: the most, and the reason is because we both had this for number one. Yeah, um, and deservedly so. There, there are so many different story arcs in this game. Um, this dating simulator. It is really. It's, uh, I
1: wouldn't call it dating.
0: No, not yeah,
1: It depends you're trying <laughs> tea drinking simulator.
0: oh there's a lot of tea drinking uh,
1: have tea parties um, happening
0: but it is it is a the the one drawback okay there there is a drawback to this game
1: yeah don't play in hard mode
0: oh that that too <laughs> but the the battles were very repetitive um meaning go kill this commander go kill this main guy go or eliminate the party eliminate the party eliminate the party
1: uh, are you talking about the regular baddies, um, uh, battles or the story battles? I'm talking about, well, I mean, essentially... There's a difference. Essentially... You can avoid the uh, the non-story right, right, battles. Right, right, right.
0: But essentially, most of them were wipe the party out, wipe the enemies out. Most of them. Most of them, I, sure. I would say a good 80% of them. It's called route the enemy. Um, my apologies. Yep. My apologies. I'll get my terminology right <laughs> in the next time. Um, so... Yeah, that 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 was to me there was no variation there and I really would like to see some more variation, you know. Sub,
1: different different objectives. Yeah, some of them were is, escort wow.
0: this individual to this space. Um, but most of them were route the enemy and I and I wish there was a little more variety there.
1: Yeah. I I can agree with you, but this is also, you know, a fire emblem 101 type stuff sure. and uh they would have to rethink things a little bit rather than just painting uh, sides as good and bad, like like very distinctly good versus bad uh, right. and or, and, or uh, involve some other type of mechanic. What I would love for them to do, and this is something that is very much in a wheelhouse that Fire I could do, is uh, incorporate whoever it is that you do not kill within a combat, you can then uh, capture and further interrogate, uh, take to your prison hub, whatever place, and potentially convince them to join your cause. And then they can eventually become a party member, someone that's mm-hmm. part of your, your little war group.
0: But, I mean, you could recruit, and you have, I bet, uh, a ton oh, yeah, yeah, of yeah.
1: students. You can recruit a lot. The problem, the, see, I think Fire Emblem has a bigger core problem. I think the biggest core problem is the permadeath mechanic. Um, now, it doesn't... Look, because
0: it doesn't mean permadeath. It, it means you can't recruit them, basically, because the characters are still in the world.
1: They're still... Well, they're still in the world until you kill them a second time. <clears throat> Say what? <laughs> uh, so, they're, if, you, if they die before part one, then they will reappear in part two. When they die in part two, they are gone.
0: They are gone forever.
1: They are are gone forever. Part two is the death death. But if they die in part one, they will not be playable whatsoever from that point forward. They will be around for storyline based stuff to a certain degree.
0: So maybe that's. um,
1: And this is all dependent on if you're playing on classic mode.
0: Right. And so that might be where I did lose uh, a character and it was probably in part one. And I remember seeing that that, that individual around. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought he was dead.
1: And you're playing on classic? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, that, that's been a lifelong Fire Emblem issue. And they inserted the uh, casual mode, uh, I think, since Awakening. Uh, or maybe the, the one just after Awakening. I could be wrong on which one that, that they inserted it in. But they inserted casual mode. And I hate to say this, but that is the better way to play. Uh, I still, for whatever stupid, silly, stubborn reasons, I still pick classic mode. But casual mode is the better way to play because the whole notion, because it's either you play the game and you let no one die or you restart the battles over and over and over again so that no one dies. Um, yeah, and,
0: or you can reverse time. Yeah, is, yeah I mean it's and, pretty hard to lose a character to be honest with you.
1: Well, if you're playing on
0: hard mode oh, geez. like this dude over here oh, boy. but uh, it,
1: there are plenty of other issues but the but the core of it, and a lot of it, is with the combat system and, and how they handle combat. It's just been the same, uh, relatively sameness throughout the franchise, and they could definitely change it up more so than what they have. What they have done, great. I love the the combat arts that you get. I think they're called combat arts. Mm-hmm. The combat arts that you get access to, and the gamut systems, all right. Uh, so it's definitely adds more to it and there's more things to consider especially when you can use your weapon durability as mechanic and that spells are learned permanently. That's awesome stuff too. Uh, But they can do more and what they should do more should be rethinking things in a way that does it better. There is tons of ways to do what they're doing better because in war people should die they should <laughs> die your party members should i know you have written such glorious glorious characters but and they, they have
0: but they could write that in the in the storyline and develop the battles around around it somehow
1: they they could and I think it's because they are so married to their characters that they have written for these games, the many characters that they have, Mm -hmm. that they don't want to allow death to happen. And yes, that is casual mode. You can go through casual mode and death won't actually happen, but that's... They're still doing things wrong when characters aren't dying when they actually should die in a war game that is taking itself seriously.
0: Right. And these are kids.
1: Yeah. And (laughs) and look, the opposite to this is the other game, the other franchise that they are responsible for, which is Advance Wars, where things can die. And it's fine that they die. It doesn't set you so far behind that they died. You're okay with it. So that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to say. They should. But there's find no personality nice, in
0: those things that die. There's no advanced, personality. Exactly. exactly.
1: You don't feel a connection right. to the uh, tank unit, to the mech unit. Yeah, so the, it doesn't. To the infantry there's no, unit. There's no. There's
0: no narrative des- design yeah. behind that one particular tank. Like,
1: all right, you keep going. Oh, you died. Ah, all right. right, next.
0: So that yeah, having those sort of mechanics in Fire Emblem that would change the story probably quite a bit.
1: It would change the story. It, more importantly, it would change the feel yeah. of the game and of the combat, and they would have to rethink a whole lot of things. But, look, this Fire Emblem, they kind of played things safe regarding the battle system in order to do things very different for the metagame, and the metagame is phenomenal.
0: Yeah, and that's where this takes off, is is the metagame. Yeah. The battle system is, I hate to call it basic yeah. um but i f- that's the way i feel it's kind of it's kind of straightforward basic there's yeah. really nothing special about it i i think yeah, um, it's, it's good
1: it's it's solid yeah. good oh, yeah, gets yeah, yeah. the job done and if you play in hard mode you're going to be challenged like you will be challenged it is very very good i'm so glad that they have the reverse time uh <laughs> ability Mechanic, yeah they they absolutely needed that you know many fire emblems ago uh, and it's worthwhile to have in this one and that definitely helps the combat go through um so yeah it's back to the saving grace of the game which is the storyline the meta game yep. the whole like teaching out of school recruiting students that is just beautiful yep. And these characters are
0: awesome all of them every single one I mean there are there may be one or two that I really don't like
1: they actually end up being <laughs> awesome characters. Like, like, see, even the ones that I hated, I thought were so boring, one-dimensional, had nothing else to them. Eventually, if you just take it to the next... To the next notch, the next support level, the next
0: prologue They, they quest. like, level up pretty much, you know?
1: It's, it's not about them leveling up. It's about their storyline. That's what like I mean. They it's like actually, they, yeah, right, yeah. they level they, up they, almost. They just go from being like, this is not hitting on my blip radar whatsoever to all of a sudden you do a prologue quest. Hey-o. And then something, some story segments happen, dialogue happens. You're like, whoa! Yeah. That's why, that's why you were doing that for all this time. That's why you're so, like, miserable of a character. Yep. Yeah. I feel your pain.
0: <laughs> and it's number one. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just obvious. This is the ultimate RPG to play this year, without a doubt.
1: This year, last year, uh, it is, and probably next year, it is
0: phenomenal. Yeah, as far so as good. next year is concerned, we have no idea. I mean, there's, there's nothing on the horizon. Uh, there is uh, the uh, Outer Worlds. Yeah, maybe whenever whenever that decides to show up. But again, it's a, it's just another port. I'm I'm talking It is a port. I want I want more uh, Nintendo first-party RPGs. You know, we we'll, we will be getting uh Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Uh we'll be getting Trials of Mana, uh which is not a uh, an exclusive, but uh, we will be getting it. Yeah. Um
1: Trials of Mana is hopefully going to be awesome, but it's not I don't right. think it's going to come up to Fire Emblem.
0: No. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. Maybe. I hope That'd be great. <laughs> but that is going to do it. That is our list of all lists. Woo. We hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a long one. A very long one. A very long one. Yeah. Uh, but we hit on a lot of major points in here. I will try and put timestamps in there for anyone who's interested in <laughs> getting into something specific. Apologies. Uh, no, no apologies at all. We take uh, it back. <laughs> we take it all back. Uh, that, Like I said, that's going to wrap up uh, the episode for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to everyone who sent in their questions and comments. Keep them coming. Remember, you can listen to the show each and every week at SwitchRPG.com, or you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. If you listen on an app, please give us a rating and review. We want to climb up those charts on the platforms, so your support would be amazing. And finally, you can head over to SwitchRPG.com for all your Nintendo Switch RPG needs. You're dancing. Dancing. Until next time. Goodbye.